0: This episode of Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit is brought to you by Allo Recovery in uh, Malibu and in Silver Lake. Allo Recovery is a beautiful rehab uh, owned by our friend uh, Bob Forrest and our friend uh, Evan Haynes and their friend Bob. They uh, have a multidisciplinary care team with a psychiatrist, masters, and doctoral-level therapist to treat co-occurring and underlying mental health problems, including... SMI. They have state of the art pharmacology to make your detox as comfortable as possible, which is very important. Trust me on that. Very okay. important. Uh, they have amazing amenities surfing, horseback riding, sweat lodge, sound bath meditations. All at Aloe Recovery. But mostly the thing about Aloe that's special is that they treat their clients with respect and kindness. I've been to a million uh, terrible detoxes where I never was treated well. And I have a buddy who just went to Aloe who said it was great. So if you're fucked and you need help and you're in California, you should go to Aloe. Um, This show is also brought to you by our friends at Just Coffee Co-op. That's justcoffee.coop, an amazing coffee company uh, that is justice from the grounds up. Not only are they a company that practices social justice with South American coffee growers, the coffee's fucking good, I have to say. The Just Coffee coffee is very good. I, I said on the last episode I bought a coffee grinder and a French press to make some bougie coffee. I haven't used it yet. But uh, I have made uh, with the ground coffee. I've had it at my dad's. We had the Maya Super Dark, which was excellent. The Humdinger, which is light, very good also. And uh, the Ariba, medium medium ground, medium blend, whatever you call it. Really, really good coffee. Beautiful packaging. Uh, if you use the code DOPEYPOD, so that's justcoffee.coop, and you use the code DOPEYPOD, you save some money, but mostly you support the show. If you love coffee, most addicts really like coffee. I like coffee. If you love coffee and you love DOPEY, you should get your coffee from justcoffee.coop. Uh, on Reddit, there was this whole thing about... Uh, Justcoffee.coop. Is it good coffee? Is it shitty coffee? The coffee's good. Uh, you're supporting the show. You're supporting social justice. And you're getting a good cup of coffee. All right. Now that that's out of the way, we're going to get to the show. This is a very exciting show for me. I haven't done a show with a friend I- in person in a long time. And now this is an old friend, my friend Peter. Welcome to the show. Hey. Hey, Dave. You're doing shtick already?
1: No, (laughs) No, I know this is an entertainment show, partially, right? Mostly. So I'm going to...
0: You're going to be entertaining? I'm going to try try my hard... hard. No,
1: I am going to... Obviously, you have to try hard in in any endeavor that you want to succeed in, and uh, I will try my hardest. To be funny and entertaining in this show
0: Okay, well that's not, Don't try too hard no, I'm going to try hard, as hard as I can Well, listen I've known <laughs> Peter uh, it's pro- When do you think we met? I don't know Think about, uh, it. Think about it I, I think... can remember what I, my, I This is my memory of mm-hmm. meeting Peter I was 14 years old <laughs> I was in high school Junior high school On the Upper East Side of Manhattan And Peter uh, Was a thin bespectacled uh, <laughs> young man Who could sing And was mm-hmm. in musical theater in our school
1: I was only in musical theater because of uh, the female influence in my life. You know what I mean? Like, I would never have done that on my own volition.
0: So, explain. So, you did it no. to get girls, or you did it because, no, because you liked the girls in the theater?
1: No, because my girlfriend at the time was uh, was in all the musical plays, so I just decided to go in, too.
0: Well, here's the question. The mistake. thing about Peter, and I'm going to do this in a weird sort of way. Peter and I, pl- Peter played in bands. Peter wrote songs. He was the singer in bands. But you were the singer in the, in the plays, but so did you, you were in those plays, Bye Bye Birdie and Kiss Me Cade and shit, weren't you? This is
1: getting the show off to a terribly boring start, isn't it? Do you think anyone cares about this? I don't,
0: I, I, <laughs> this is for my doing. Yeah, I was in, I was in, uh, I was in all the stupid high school plays that, that every high school but does. But you could yes. sing. Uh, sure, yeah. So, but you didn't get in because your girlfriend was in, you got in to sing. No, but I'm saying anyone could get in. I'm, I just, I did it because she was there. I think you're right I think this is a terrible start to the show <laughs> yeah. But I don't care <laughs> No, and, one and the other thing is that Peter isn't even an addict
1: Right and the, But 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 The people are like Before people are clicking off They're like Why Nobody clicks right. off right. Uh, I, I knew Todd well I knew Davey well In his formative years As an addict I lived with Davey and Todd For about six months in the, I think longer In the throes of their, uh, of their not not. I would say Not at the Not at the work Because when it was When it was going down 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 I uh I, I I couldn't... Even I, as messed up as I was then for, just from depression and everything, had to bail. And so when you were at your worst, we weren't in contact. You know what I mean?
2: Oh,
0: yeah. Well, we had a terrible falling out. Yeah, not not really. really. You don't remember the falling out, but no, I do.
1: It wasn't really a falling out. It, it was a was ju- falling out. No, it wasn't a falling out. It was just that you were like Mm-mm. a massive addict, and you- I was messed up too because of my life, not because of drugs, but... We had a falling out We had
0: a big falling out No we out. didn't We did Not like a We yeah. did I don't remember the details No there were, there were There was an occurrence You want to hear the occurrence I, uh, I'll try to jog your memory Okay And between the two of our uh, Okay brains, All right, right. <laughs> we Come on Okay one. What I remember is this Uh huh. I had an apartment Right now we're at my father's house On 27th street Right When Peter lived with Todd and I uh, It was an apartment on 24th street It was a studio apartment Todd was living with me I don't know Why did you wind up there?
1: Uh because I needed a place to live, and I don't remember. I don't. That I don't remember. So Peter needed a place to go.
0: <laughs> I was like, and we were We, were, we had started uh, in a new band, like that was going to be this psychedelic dance hall band with a, with a no. improvisation, like, like, like no. something like what? That's How what What the call? hell are you talking about? Our band. <laughs> What? You, which one? The um, Ulti Scrub Hustle. The Ulti Scrub Hustle.
1: It was just like it was just like uh, was just like, uh, like a couple of kids writing songs. It wasn't like a it psychedelic. A psychedelic, d- psychedelic d- what are you dance talking hall about?
0: Because we had dancehall beats and there was some like know? psychedelic stuff on top of it. Uh, okay. No. No. <laughs>
1: How would you describe <laughs> it? It was well the the, the 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 good so bad song that came from that band right. Good so bad. Came yeah, from that that's band. not a psychedelic. And, and,
0: and, and uh, the theme song to Dopey, the funk yeah. song.
1: Yeah, those aren't psychedelic dancehall no, songs. Remember, just like
0: you remember when we played, and it was. It's going to embarrass <laughs> you. <laughs> you can't handle this, Dennis.
1: No, I can't. I'm just like, when what are you played, talking about?
0: We played uh, the 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 fucking the pig roast low beat, uh, and then you sang the Midnight Rider stuff on top of it. Oh yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, but but that was just like fucking around. Was I mean, very that nice. <laughs>
0: It was very, very nice. It was, okay. that was, so anyway, right. we are in this okay. band. We had played in bands for years, and I think that's why you wanted to stay in my house.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. but the, you know, I do. And, and, and at some point, I'm sure we had like a quote-unquote falling out, but it wasn't a real falling out. It was just a, like...
0: Well, I was you, Yeah,
1: and, and, and eventually... It was a falling
0: out, though. What happened was this. My parents were away. Uh-huh. And um, see, I don't understand the logistics of this story, <laughs> yeah. but, but the story was this. My parents went away. And you wanted to spend the night alone with your girlfriend. Uh-huh. And I said, me being an idiot, uh-huh. I said, you can use my parents' apartment. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, Dad, because he's definitely listening. To <laughs> I said, you can use my parents' apartment, but you mm-hmm. can't sleep there. Okay. And you came over, and mm-hmm. I think you had sex with your girlfriend <laughs> in, on the floor, because okay. you couldn't have had sex with my parents' okay. bed. That would be terrible. Right. Um, and then you didn't leave. Okay. And the next day, I came to check on you, and you were still—you had left, uh-huh. and everything was all fucked up. Oh, that's not true. And I would I not. Crazy. I'm very respectful. I went crazy. No, no. Okay. I went crazy, <laughs> and then you went and you slept on the train. You don't remember that. I. But-
1: I'm. Uh, but you're putting I'm, it back together? no, no. I'm sure that this episode, in whatever way, happened. But the point is that, like, uh, the reason we stopped hanging out was not because of any one episode like that. It was because you know. No, that was that was a huge. I'm sure it was the out. catalyst. I'm sure it was the catalyst. It was a huge, but I, but shit right. like that happened every day or every week when we were hanging out. What do you mean? Were, there
0: was, like crazy incidents like that every every week. Can you think of any?
1: No, because I forgot them all. But I just remember it was like a chaotic time. You know what I mean? It was
0: a very chaotic. Yeah. Time. Can you so just, it wasn't Why don't you that, paint the picture of of what of what our life was like then?
1: It was like you know we uh, we 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 I guess I guess in some like uh, deluded way had you know dreams and hopes for the future as 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 uh, you know. Most people do at that age, and uh, we're talking you know, like
0: twenty three to yeah.
1: So I had uh, I had you know my issues because uh, you know I, I, I grew up in kind of a crazy family and I had like uh, you know gotten off my academic trail. I wasn't into drugs, but like people used to say that I was like a crackhead without the crack, you know. And like whenever I would when when I was like staying at your house, I just remember like no one believed me that I wasn't doing drugs with you guys. Like I would tell like like I don't want to say their can I say their last names of don't our friends? Say okay, last I, okay, I would I would tell like. Like Jim and other people, they would be like, uh, "I'd be like, no, I, I really, I actually don't do drugs at all." And they would just look at me like, "How can well, you, you lie? How weed. can you lie? Oh, not even smoking weed it was just because of, 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 to, because you wanted me to. Because you would always be like, hey, you want a binger, dude? I would you never know? say you want a binger. <laughs> That's what you would call it. I'd yeah. say bong hit. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say bong I would never yeah. say binger. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, that would
0: be Todd though. Todd the, might say
1: Yeah, that. So my point is that, um, yeah, but and 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 you know, we might have been able to, uh, make a nice life for ourselves, except that, uh, you know, you were, and Todd were deep in heroin addiction. Right. And like nothing happened. Like you would have ideas for a show and we would be at your house and, uh, you know, you'd be nodding out. And then in the middle of the, of the, of the, of the night or the nod, you'd go like, you know, like, Hey dude, you want to write some questions for the game show? (laughs) And I'd be like, okay, fine. He'd be like, all right. (laughs) Give me a second. And then, like, you know, you'd, like, not out for another hour and a half, and, like, nothing would happen. So it was, uh, So I had dreams of doing a show back then. Well, of course.
0: Of course. I was and, making uh, a show back
1: Yeah, there. yeah, you always had, like, you always had, like, w- like game show ideas and shit like that. And, uh, but it was just, like, like, nothing would happen. And so, in, in that kind of life, all those kinds of, quote-unquote, incidents, like you, the one you just described, naturally happen. So the one that you're referring to as our falling out, I'm sure it happened, but stuff like that happened all the time, and it was just, it was, that might have been the struggle that broke the camel's back, but it mostly just because, like, you know, it was hard to. Uh, it was just like like nothing even as as messed up as as, as I was. Like nothing happened when uh, when we hung out. You know what I mean? Except we would walk around. We would walk around Chelsea.
0: We walked around a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but we also like. I mean, Peter and I. Um, when I when when I became friends with Peter, I was a year. I'm still a year younger than Peter, and because um, I don't think I'll ever catch up until Peter dies. But um, fucking. Or I die. Maybe I'll never catch
1: up. Yeah, I'm actually honest. I, I would like to just take this time to say that uh, I'm very. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. I'm very proud of you for 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 having overcome what you've overcome. And I definitely uh, at at one point just assumed that you were going to die of like an overdose or whatever it is that kills addicts because you were so deep in it. You know I'm what I mean? So
0: deep. Yeah. So I was like, if if you know. What do you remember? I mean, I want to talk about like. I just
1: the remember old thinking things, like but- I just remember thinking like. I mean, you, because there were so many years that you were, you know, addicted. And I was, I just remember saying, th- I didn't know anything about drug addiction except for, you know, what, I, what I knew about the news, but I was like, you know, obviously like if, if anyone's going to die, he's going to die, you know, cause you were one of these people who was just like doing tons of drugs, like, you know, didn't seem like there was any hope. And, uh yeah so' I'm, 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 I'm proud of you and and been uh, and, and very pleasantly surprised obviously that's an understatement i 'm not expressing myself well but i'm trying to say something nice to you. What is my mic on Yeah okay
0: <laughs> the okay. question is yeah. um, what was it like to not be on drugs in a house uh, with two total drug addicts heroin addicts We were doing pills we were doing heroin yeah I mean it was like
1: all the time it was like it was, it was it was at times. It was, it was like, you know, fun 20% of the time and then incredibly not boring the other percent of the time because I was, like, you know, depressed myself, but, but like, uh, nothing <laughs> happened, you know? We would sit there and, like, there would be, like, a few jokes that would pop up, you know, over the course of a few hours while you guys were on the nod. And so that would be, like, mildly fun, but mostly nothing happened. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well,
0: but, I mean... Todd was. Del- I mean, my favorite. The story that pops into my head. I've even told on Sophie was when Todd was delivering weed. Yeah. And uh, and every day. He oh would, yeah, that's right. He would go out and he'd come back to the apartment before he went on his run to pinch all the boxes of weed. And Peter thought that was the funniest thing in the world because Todd was really a character.
1: He really was. I mean, and I mean that in a positive and negative sense. And I remember when you like when I first met him. I didn't like him and then Todd would told you that I w- was not nice to him and then you were like Todd doesn't like you cuz you're not nice to him and I was like I was like of course I'm nice And you were like no you're not <laughs> <laughs> and yeah because it was like I mean now now I I, I, I have nice much well. I know but the reason was because he he was like the quintessential like he, he really was like from central casting uh, of like, you know, the suburban kid who just only wanted to get high and had like, you know, dentist parents who had no idea how this happened to them. And he's like exactly that type, you know what I mean? And he was he was just like a born suburban upper middle class drug drug addict. A, drug addict. Yeah. Yes. Which is...
0: But he had he had really good characteristics. Of course, of course. And He's I didn't appreciate... Incredibly appreci- lovable. I
1: didn't appreciate the good characteristics until later. Because when I was young, too, and I was inexperienced, I, was, I just saw him, met him at first. And, and, and I was like, oh, man, this guy is like... I saw him for what he was, you know? And uh, and it made me uncomfortable, feel like weird about myself, you know what I mean? What you did know? it
0: make you feel about yourself?
1: That, like, I was like, you know headed down the wrong path in life. You know what I mean? Or, or a path that was destructive. Well, you know?
0: if you need to know the truth about Peter here, <laughs> we're, we're talking about we're 23, we're 24. Peter is incredibly thin he has hair that's like two feet out from his wasn't head wasn't that thin <laughs> he like people assumed he was on drugs yes because all the time he, because he looked like he was on drugs every any, and e- homeless simultaneously any
1: concert i went to people would always be asking me for drugs and then when i would say that i didn't have any they would like get offended and mad at me and then constantly
0: and peter and i had played in bands together from when we were like you started a band when you were like 16 or something i started playing the next year or something and we played i mean you could shake your head and make all these weird squirmy <laughs> but you, we did that every week for i know years.
1: well yeah i mean i still love music i love music it was just like it was uh it was like a distraction you know i mean that's the thing is that like drugs i guess people use drugs because because they're the the, the easiest and simplest way to just just to distract yourself from life. You know, it's just like a pill or a powder. You take it, you feel good, and it's like the distilled, uh, you know, form of that. But but people can distract themselves in any of many other ways, like through, you know, television or through doing things that they, you know, shouldn't be doing. I mean, you can get addicted to lots of things. It just seems like drugs are the easiest way to do that. You know what so I'm you're, saying? But
0: you're saying that playing in a band is was was a distraction. Yes. You see this is why you have your problems. Because it was actually pursuing something that you love to do. You were hanging out with your friends. You were creating music. And now... 20 years later, 25 years later, you say it was a distraction. Because I knew
1: I knew it was something that I shouldn't have been doing. In the same way that, like, you know, oh, there's, there's some people who can, like, you know, do various drugs and have a good time with it, and other people know that it's something they shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's lots of things in life that you do, that you feel compelled to do that you know you shouldn't be doing. You know, drugs is a perfect example of that, but there's other things that people do that they know they shouldn't be doing also, you know?
0: Now, this is a very chaotic interview, because I think it's time, <laughs> it's time to, to talk about some more Important stuff but to go down this path before the. <laughs> the is not gonna, is, are they going
1: to appreciate this? Do you think they're going to be entertained by it a little bit? I
0: think so. I think, <laughs> okay. I think we'll get there. Peter, uh, has always how, Peter suffers with depression well yes, yes and I think that this kind of take on our beautiful band <laughs> as teenagers <laughs> and you look at it as like a distract it's, it's like this is depression because it was different
1: because I think that you have, because these people have, have have has your audience heard the songs that you've written I mean you I think, think we're doing something that you should have been doing I mean your songs are great you know and I'm not just saying that because I'm your friend there's a lot about you that I would criticize yeah I understand <laughs> yeah. and I might in this interview <laughs> well, okay
0: you want to You want to just get it out of the way?
1: What my impression of you? You want to get
0: your impression of me out of the way, or your criticisms of me out of the way?
1: Okay. First of all,
0: this is your impression. I just want to open this. Peter, Peter's been doing this impression for 25 years. It might have been accurate when I was totally stoned and young, but here, do your impression.
1: I hate you. I hate Todd, but I hate you more. You think I'm kidding? But I'm, but not I'm not kidding.
0: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good impression.
1: It is. You really need trust a, me?
0: Was it? It was funny then, though, right?
1: it's still funny, Dave. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, I will have to listen to it. Yeah, I, and I definitely remember when uh, when you did start to recover actually. No, because that really was an accurate impression. I mean, you were like massively negative all the time. And when you did start to recover, I definitely noticed it. I didn't put two and two together. I thought it was just like a one-time thing or whatever. But your attitude absolutely changed uh, after you started, after you got better. And uh, and I definitely noticed that. And it was uh, like you became a positive person. When, I, when you were a when you were a junkie You were completely negative All the time
0: I believe that Yeah, yeah Because my only My only source of positivity Was getting drugs Or getting high And if I wasn't getting And, and then even getting drugs And getting high after a while Didn't affect me positively I know um, <laughs> But like When I think about We had a band It was called The Percolators In high school And uh, we did nothing Nothing <laughs> happened with it But we had a A studio on 14th Street, and I think it was probably the summer of 1991.
1: Giant studios, everyone had a uh, room in there. Yeah,
0: And um, it was this amazing uh, Studio on 14th Street Between 6th and 7th I think we paid like yeah. 200 bucks <laughs> yeah. And we had 24 hour a day yeah. 24 hours, yeah. 7 days a week Access to this room Unheard of nowadays
1: and yeah, Although be- across the street from where we are right now There's actually a sex store that looks like old New York I know, yeah, it, it's, it's bizarre w- like, How do
0: they make money? I don't know, <laughs> you know what The I mean? funny thing about that <laughs> Is there used to be like a great deli there And it closed down And then this pizza place was opening And my dad's Says, I think I want to open a pizza place and call it Erotic Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> My dad said that. Like I was like, "What are you fucking talking about?" And then the next day, that sex store opens up, and I've gone in there to put dopey. Wait, it's in opened it? up recently? No, it probably oh. opened up. Five years ago No but
1: that's what I mean Recently Yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow yeah,
0: Exactly It yeah. looks like some store From like the 80s That just somehow Has survived It reminds me of like A place in Amsterdam It's like Got weird screens Like with women wow. lingerie I went in there To put dopey stuff in there And it's like They're selling like VHS tapes Like I don't know What the fuck keeps that
1: Yeah from. It could be a money laundering thing uh, Front for something I
0: know but like Why not do Something Or grocery store You yeah. might actually Make some money It's just It's just bizarre But anyway <laughs> (laughs) Anyway, Giant Studio was this cavernous, amazing place, and I remember, that's when I started smoking weed, that summer, and I remember like me, I don't know if you, yes.
1: I actually, just when you said that, I actually now in my brain do remember the first time you did heroin, because you called me the next day. Really? Yeah. You said, I did heroin last night. And I was <laughs> like, all right, great. And you were like, it was beautiful. No way. Yes,
0: you did. No and way. And you said, the su- I'm lying in bed
1: now. The sun's shining through my window. It's beautiful. And I was like, all right, great.
0: You're like, all right. Yeah.
1: But you did tell me. You, you called me the first day after you did heroin. And I guess I should was
0: No, that was that was not the first day. Because okay. I know what you're talking okay, about. Okay. That was... The first day I did heroin was in school, and I got really sick. Oh, my God. That was, I, that was after Todd and I did it in that apartment with a bunch of people from my college. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? But I want to talk about Giant Studio. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And like, we, we I remember we went to some like West African festival in Brooklyn, and we'd get stoned, and then we'd go back and play songs, and 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 that you know the Slackers are a pretty big band. Yeah, they sure, shared sure, the sure. Studio with us. Oh,
1: tons That's of fun. tons of bands had. I mean, that was a famous studio. What were, what like,
0: what were the bands that were there? Oh my
1: god! Like, just just look at like a, uh, a, uh, a Giant uh, Studio a, T-shirt. No, one of the old like uh, Wetlands, uh, you know, uh, ads. ads and. uh like 75% of those bands Probably had a room Giant Studios But you know? it
0: was I mean for me It was a very like I mean I, I I was raised Probably exactly the opposite That Peter was raised Like I was raised In a crazy overprotective <laughs> Like Like middle class house You know we were both They ju- were overprotective? So overprotective Really? Yeah I wasn't like allowed To take the bus When I was a kid I wasn't wow. allowed to do Like a lot of stuff And when we When I started playing with In Peter's band It was like Unbelievably exciting for me. No, it was fun. Yes, you're right. And like when we would go to that room and like and we would play, yeah, it was just like the coolest thing in the world to me. Yes,
1: it was fun. I mean, I I, I admit that. Yes, and I wish I had I wish I had had it together enough to appreciate it more. Well, of, of course, the time. I think. Well, yeah. I think
0: that's how bands actually make it. Yeah, like they have the like ability. And, uh, and will and like, ambition, and they have it together. Yeah, exactly. It
1: having, having it together is the most important thing in so many things in life. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't have it together, you have no chance, no matter what your talent is. And if you have it together, you can be like an asshole and not that talented. You'll probably do well for yourself. You know what I mean? Having it together and just not freaking out is like the most important thing in life, basically.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously didn't have it together <laughs> for most of my life. And I don't even know if I, I think I'm getting it together now. All I have to say is that I, I should not have
1: been doing music, but you should have. And your songs are great. But you should. I you sing. No. Well, I mean, you could sing in like a Bob Dylan kind of way, mm. you know. You know. But you should. Uh, do you play all your songs for these
0: people? Uh, not really. I mean, some of them are really good. I played know? some of them. I put some songs out there that one two three like four that. ever in debt they like that building stabbing set. That's not how it goes. <laughs> That's how you sing it. Your impression is terrible. It's it's good, trust <laughs> me. Your impression is not good. Um, <laughs> I'm still holding on to the stupid ad. Um, and um, you know what your problem is? You're incredibly selfish, and you're demented. That's you what have you two just, problems. Is that what I yeah, to you? You, you, I think both both are still. <laughs> <after it. laughs> Um, but Peter, like, when we were No, kids, that's, your, that's
1: what you say to everyone. You say, like, all right, you, you, you say, you have two problems. You're incredibly selfish, and you're, deme- you're demented.
0: Oh, that's funny, because I'm realizing where you're getting this from. <laughs> Peter, I want there's so much stuff about Peter that I really want to talk about. Um, when we were kids and until we were like in our mid 20s or late 20s peter worked in the diamond district
1: yeah that's not interesting
0: it's totally no it's interesting. not
1: nothing i was a messenger it's, i happened to be uh, you know Messaging uh, diamonds as opposed Peter to documents. Peter was this
0: weirdo kid <laughs> with his big hair and his strange mind, you know, picking up diamonds from Hasidic Jews and bringing them to other Hasidic Jews. Yeah. Do you remember anything funny from them? No, I mean. Nothing I mean, funny happened? I mean, except, I mean, I you know,
1: Hasidic Jews. The way they talk, I can. I don't want it's, to. It's different now. In 2019, you can't make fun of people's accents. You like, no, Adobe, you cannot. Can. You can? Yeah. I guess you can make fun of. make fun Jew. of my
0: accent. Do, please do a That's little bit. It's different. History. Do but a little bit. Hasidic, Hasidic Hasidic Jew. Jew? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you like Bechne? What is that? Bechne?
1: What is that? Who who, who you like? Bechne Sanders. You like Bechne? <laughs> what is that? Bechne Sanders. That's how Jews
0: don't say what Bernie is, Sanders. Oh, that's funny.
1: That's funny. Because <laughs> the Hasidic Jews that I deal with today uh, talk about. I do. I deal with them like in my job right now, and uh, and uh, they always talk about politics, but not about like policy or something. They say stuff like, you know, do I think Donald Trump would make a good pope and stuff like that. Like they don't. They but they talk about Bernie Sanders all the time, and that's how they say his name.
0: And you don't remember anything funny uh, being a diamond courier. I mean, I don't know. It was just uh, not really. No, no, I It was don't. funny to me that you got to do that. He, you did that for like 10 years. Uh-huh. You delivered yeah, I diamonds. Know. I know. I shouldn't have been doing that. It was, I was a mess. I mean. Okay, hold on. Here yeah. we go. Here's, so you shouldn't have been playing in the band. Yeah. Sh- I mean, which I disagree with because it was right. fun. But you shouldn't have been currying diamonds. I, right. I probably agree right. with that. What have you done in your life that you think you should have done?
1: What? Have I done in my life that I think I should have done? Yes. Well, when I when I finally got my job uh, in sports betting, you know, I uh, well, this is important. I, I, did, I, did, just I, did, I did this in there. I did the best that I could at that job, which was which was a uh, 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 the, the right thing to do.
0: You know. Now, many, many, many years ago, we're talking 25 <laughs> years ago. All I knew about Peter was he could do a Jamaican accent. <laughs> he he like he admired the way I could talk to strangers. And, yeah. um, yes. I'll tell you, that, when we used to ride the trains,
1: this is in New York City in, uh, in like, what, like 1990, we'd ride on the train in New York City. Uh-huh. Do you remember this? No. <laughs> or in the street. We'd be just sitting on the train yeah. where everyone is like, you know, and there would be some attractive woman on the train, like sitting us, and Dave would just stare at her. She'd get uncomfortable, and then he'd go loud so that everyone could hear, you're beautiful. I would not <laughs> do that. You said, you did that exact thing one time. <laughs> yes, we, we were on the train once, and you looked at her, and you said, you're beautiful. Beautiful, and then she got all uncomfortable and looked away. And you, then you turned to me and you said, "I made her uncomfortable." That, not <laughs> that, like that, a that literally happened. I don't believe that. You, I don't believe <laughs> this that. is on the train in I have New York to take City. This piece out of the show. <laughs> no,
0: leave it in. Are you kidding me? Leave it in. Leave it in. Well, can you say? So? I, I, you can't. You, I, you that's know, exactly
1: I, who you were back then. That's not admirable. You would, you would hit on chicks in the street all the time. And. Uh, you know, about the, uh, I would say two thirds of the time they felt uncomfortable and about well, one third of the time they responded positively in some way. This is and the about, worst review about,
3: of my
0: prowess I've ever About
1: heard. 10 or 15, what, what do you mean the worst review of you are? are you hitting on chicks in the street at that time was like a, a, a 5% proposition for most people. For you, it was like a 30% proposition.
0: You don't you don't talk about it with any sort of admiration, though. You talk no, I, are you kidding? I was I was I
1: was extremely impressed, and I was like, I mean, at that point, I was because this was before the internet, so I was a lot less wise. Not that I'm wise now, but at that point, you think I was the like internet made you wiser? Oh, definitely. I mean because you you just have access to information that wasn't there. I mean when we were growing up, what I had you had you had your parents and you had cable TV and you had your friends and that was it, you know what I mean? Now you can you can access the whole world, but growing up, you had TV and if you that's why if you had fucked up parents, you were in big trouble, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there was not much else, not not many other ways to get information to learn about the world except from like you know tv and obviously you know your friends and your friends parents and stuff like that but most people back then were primarily influenced by their parents and now it's a lot different i've talked to people about it actually you have kids you know
0: i don't think i've i learned that much from the internet at all
1: from the internet yeah well if you needed to you know i mean i mean i
0: learned i'm not i don't know if i i don't know when i learned what i I learned but my point is you just painted me as some sort of person who like bothered people women on the train. No, you didn't bother them. You were you were you were you were flirting Yes, you were flirting slash hitting on them
1: in a way that uh you wanted to and it, it made them uncomfortable just because that's how New York
0: City you don't remember this, Dave? You were like you were I have to I'm gonna take this out of the show. No, okay. no are you serious? I, I can't live don't, with this kind of this is a me too generation. It's not good for me. No, don't no
1: oh no, I you, it wasn't You didn't harass anyone You were just You were just uh, You were just You did what you wanted to do And that made people uncomfortable But it's because of New York City You you don't remember this You were like You were You were over You were preternaturally uh, Social and you would just talk to anyone, say hi to anyone. Don't you remember when you when we were we were in a club one day and you, and you went up to remember that guy who was the uh, the, 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 the 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 guy from the who won that DJ and con- the VJ contest at MTV? Oh, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. And you went up to him and was like, Yo, I'm Dave. And he was like, uh, Do I know you? And you were like, Yeah. And he was like, From where? And you were like, From the street. And he was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> you don't remember this? No, but I do remember seeing him on the street. You yes, know, you, you talk. To everyone, you know including I, including women, you, it wasn't just women, but it, you know, like you would talk to like random people. You know too. who I
0: saw on the street who? yesterday? Who, who? Elvis Costello. Okay, <laughs> fucking walking down the street, and I see this family, and the kids holding this tote bag, and it says Liverpool, and I was like, that's interesting. And there's Elvis Costello, and I walked up to him and hey man, <laughs> I'm Dave. <laughs> You're beautiful. No, but. Yes, you would, I did. Would, went up to him and I, I shook his hand. And I no. said, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure. Beautiful. I'm sure you did. I, said, I love your stuff. And you. Uh, but so when I we wish I had recorded him for the show.
1: When we were when we were like 19 and 20, like that's what you did. You talked to everyone, including women, but not, that you found attractive, but not just women that you found attractive. And uh, and uh, and yeah. That was that was who you were back then, and yeah, I did find it like it blew my mind because I was the opposite. Again, I was the opposite. I was like over. I was like anytime I walk down the street, don't make eye contact with anyone. I was like, don't hit on chicks ever, even chicks who've like told me that they think I'm cute. Like, don't hit on them either because I was like, you know, messed up in the opposite direction. So you were like a uh, like just your whole attitude was 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 mind blowing to me. And uh, but yeah, that's what. Uh, how do we get start talking about this?
0: Because we were gonna get to. I mean, I was gonna get to the. Fact that out of nowhere, you know, I had known you forever as a musician, singer, friend, Jamaican impersonator type, and then all of a sudden, you moved to Costa Rica to to (laughs) handicap sporting events. I was like, I didn't, I. Dude, I had, I was one of your best friends. <laughs> I never watched you see or watch a game. Not I, I once. didn't. Well, it was it was because uh, it, I, well,
1: first of all, when I got involved with that, I think that was like right when you were really deep in into your addiction. So yes. we were not talking. It wasn't because of the fallout or anything. It was just because it was impossible for to, to be uh, to be. Well, you know what it's like. It's like it's 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 impossible to be to be uh, have a relationship with a with a junkie because uh, it's just too hard. You know what I'm talking about, but. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I mean it was it, the thing is that like, you know, there was no barrier to entry in sports betting, you know what I mean? All you, if you can, you know, step up to the plate and when when the when when sports betting, you know, uh started to explode on the internet, there were a lot of ways to make a little bit of money easily because there were so many like uh, you know, new companies that were just throwing money around and it was unregulated, there was a ton of money coming into it. So that's how I got involved in it and then uh and then uh, you know, one thing led to another and I wound up uh in Costa Rica. Doing what I did For a long time
0: And he was this uh, Peter was this uh, <laughs> Kind of an internet Video guy uh, You know Handicapping Sporting events And he or built be, up be, A following yeah. that might be Bigger than the Dopey Nation <laughs> I, I doubt it But it yeah. might It's close It was a pretty big following And um, And Peter uh, you didn't you, you, did, you what, did you like it did you not like it? Like what, what did you like about it the
1: experience Oh, I loved it well, I mean it was because it was like it was like I finally had a uh uh you know uh, a, a job that was like suited to me, you know what I mean
0: It was suited to you how
1: because kind of like you know being on camera and, and, and joking around and uh and uh, and 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 you know hosting a show was something that I was naturally kind of good at. you know what I mean?
0: I think you were good at it. And um, you remember we
1: used to make shows at, at Burley Bear. You remember that? I did a few shows with you at Burley Bear. You remember?
0: You did one thing. No, two. Look, no, what two was but, the things you did? I, I did a couple of promos. I, did you? Yeah. What did
1: you do? I don't. Remember. I did one where 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 uh, I did a I did one of my uh, one of my hip hop characters once. I did that. I don't remember and, uh, that. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the ad was. Can you take was. me back to it? <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I did a, I did a, a, a few things. But I mean that. The point is that, like, when I talk about like that, I shouldn't have been, you know, like doing that. Music was a distraction. Like, I, you know, being be, being in videos was something that was like, you know, something that I should have been doing. It was it was a natural thing. Not that I wanted it to be that way, but it just was natural. You know what I mean? See,
0: I don't think like I don't know. I think for what I think making, you know, this morning I was riding the train in. And I was watching um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Dungeons. Mm-hmm. and like I love the rock. I mean, for everything that everyone says negatively about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I like love it because I, I, I love music so much, mm-hmm. and like, like there's just something about it. You know, these people have been in it for so long that it really means something to them. And Stevie Nicks is oh, getting I love inducted. Her. Oh God! Okay? And um, Oof, and she can woman. St- she can fucking still sing. Yes, she wrote all those songs. The
1: live versions of Landslide is like one of the best things I've ever heard.
0: I, I have something Ugh. I can play for you that's just oh, ridiculously God. great. But she she's telling her story a little bit. And when she was a little kid, her grandfather was a country singer who never made it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And she started singing with him when she was six. You know, by the time she was sixteen, she had written her first song, and she said, "I want to be remembered as being a great songwriter." And I was just like, "Wow!" You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, and I know that when I wrote, I wrote my first song, which was terrible. <laughs> you know, when I was like seventeen, I think it was called uh, "Was That uh,
1: If I'm Not Home?" No, it was "I'm Out you know, you Walking remember,
0: Around." You remember the song I wrote? It was. It was called Further uh, on down the road. No, it was but that was a good song. Yeah. was <laughs> a great song. Are this you song, me? By
1: that. the way, I make fun of the way you sing but I think I I, I swear to god your your songs are my favorite songs that aren't like uh famous songs of lie. all. No. it's that's
0: a, a lie. It's a straight It's lie. not true. I mean it is true. It is true. It is the first time. No, but the song that I wrote was uh it was, it was like, oh, there I watched the private school girls. Oh yeah, they walked right past me with the. <laughs> it's called "I'm Better Than You." That yes, the I do that remember that. The first I mean, I yes, that was that, that was, was bad.
1: It was a bad, bad song, but it was bad in a good way, though. You know it what I mean? Bad. Like, no, but it, but it was bad in a good way. It was though. honest. It was yes, a very honest song. Song. exactly, exactly, it was a very exactly. Song.
0: But the point is that here's Stevie Nicks. You know, she probably wrote "Landslide" when she was sixteen. And no, she was no, like, no, no, no. And she was like, you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is she. And she said—I st- mean, like, I, like, listen to these people talk about stuff, and I, like, cry. Yeah. Like, I, she said, she said, I know that even after I die, the songs will live on. And it, like—it just, like—it was like a missile that shot into my heart. But Dave,
1: heard, even after you die, the dopey podcasts will live on.
0: Forever That's good and bad I I, I felt that No, I felt that moment And it made me wish Like the opposite of you Which is not that I should have been that Yeah I wish I had tried harder Oh, yeah, well Also, the thing about it is now Like, I think that anybody Who tries to do new music now Is like crazy Because there isn't like The prize of money well, like but, which is kind
1: one. of a, which is kind of a good thing, though, in certain ways. But I also think that Dave. I mean, this is one thing I will tell about you, and your 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 fans might not know this about you. But you, when you had a clear mind, you were incredibly energetic and incredibly ambitious, and you did try hard. The only reason you didn't try hard because I knew you, and you think I don't know you. I do. I know you Dave.
2: All right. So long all long right your, shut up. Right,
1: all right. Okay. So the good part is that um is that uh that's what I really and I really honestly believe I might be wrong, but I really honestly believe it was so tragic because you uh you had incredible energy and uh and ambition and it just went away from heroin. It just like took all that away from you. But in your natural state, when you say I should have tried harder, you naturally, you know, uh, uh, go for it, which is one of the most important things a person can have. Uh, you know, uh, it's just that heroin totally sucked it all out of you, sucked all the energy and all the time out of you. And I saw it. I saw it. It's true. Yeah.
0: Let's let's go to a voicemail sure, or sure. Uh, an email. But I want to I want to talk more about your. Uh your sports betting thing But let's why? Just,
1: no one wants it. This is a what about, Junkie podcast But well,
0: what about gam, Gamblers Yeah I mean, I mean, There's a bunch of people In the yeah. Dopey Nation Who are crazy gamblers Yeah you know? I mean, And probably I think that, some of them Know who you are Yeah Maybe, not, yeah, you know, maybe. You know, We won't, we, won't, we, won't yeah. we don't have to Reveal who you are mm-hmm. But um, We want to do a couple of Picks for a second You got any picks for today, what yeah. do you mean? No, yeah, for that yeah, next yeah. weekend. No, I haven't <laughs> looked
1: at the games yet. No, you, of can't not. Pick,
0: you have to pick that day. Is that how uh, it works? for
1: for 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 baseball? Yeah, we're in baseball season right now. For football, no. But
0: you work in a in a genre yeah. that is a crippling addiction to millions. Know, of people.
3: I know,
1: and that actually makes me uh, feel kind of bad. Not, I mean, because it's like I, I think sports betting is fine because it's 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 you know it's a legitimate entertainment pursuit, you know, if you, ha- if, if you handle it in a healthy way. There's, uh, you know, there's math involved, which is interesting. But I definitely understand that the market is mostly fueled by, you know, people with gambling addictions. And that sits uncomfortably with me. You know, I, you're right. And I, and I think that's terrible, you know, even though it is defensible as an academic pursuit as well as uh, a, a, an entertainment, you know, based has, pursuit.
0: has the, the, the grim specter, the, the dark face of gambling addiction ever revealed itself to you? To me? H- like, in terms of your fans, somebody who, like, no. lost their house or no. their well, family or no. any terrible
1: fucking thing? I mean, I think that, like, you know, if, if, if people, like, actually lose big when it, in, in, in gambling, they tend not to, like, unless they flip out and start, like, writing to everyone and being like, this happened to me, they tend to be pretty private about it, I think, and they, I think they try to hide it, you know? Uh, most of the people that I'm involved with are, are pretty savvy about that, and if they, you know, they, they bet, you know, within their means, and they're, they're either betting because they believe they have a legitimate edge and they bet a pro. Appropriately, or they are betting from a uh, from an entertainment standpoint, and 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 you know expect to lose maybe, but but expect to lose to pass a, the time. Kind yeah, of exactly, exactly. So I'm not, uh, uh, you know, I haven't been confronted too much with that, um, but I know that it's out there. You know what I mean? I know that it exists, or maybe it exists less now than it used to because people are more aware of it. No maybe it, yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know.
0: I have a buddy <coughs> that I work with who is just so fucking. Like his whole life is dictated by what he's winning or what he's losing. But what does he bet on? Everything.
1: Okay, because there's a difference between betting on sports and just betting on like no, table no, no, games. No, 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 no. What?
0: He primarily bets on sports. Okay. But what I mean by bets on everything is right now he's betting on baseball. Right. And he's gonna bet on the NBA playoffs. Okay. And he's gonna bet on football. Okay. And he sometimes probably plays Dominican numbers. <laughs> All right. You know, and like we're talking about somebody who does I mean, like the sports system is set up that you it's a full year thing. It's, yeah, you of, know, course, of course. You yes You know, and, and like I'm surprised that you I mean like I know this guy, like if he loses, he's like feels like shit. Yeah. If he comes to work Um, and he lost, or he also borrows money to gamble. Like uh, you've never seen that.
1: Uh, not, not, not personally, but I know that it's out there and it's, yeah, it's terrible. It's, uh, it's, I don't, uh, you know, I mean, again, it's a, it can be, you know, handled as an academic pursuit. It can be handled as a recreational pursuit. But for people who have a, an addiction to it, it's it's terrible, and I you know, and I didn't like that aspect of, uh, you know, the gig. Yeah, absolutely not. Well, Although the f-
0: it's the funniest thing is that Peter was in a very big operation in Costa Rica. He was in a big company, and he comes to do the show here, and he looks at the board, and he looks at you know we my dad we're in my childhood room right now, which is my dad's office, and he looks at the board, and he says. Oh my god, my life is terrible Dave, look at your setup this, this is like three inches by three
1: inches And you've got like a microphone And that's
0: it Well, so. when we started the show We didn't even have mics We just talked into the computer <laughs> And then we bought one mic uh-huh. That we both talked into mm-hmm. And then I bought a different board but I decided to buy this board because it had more than two inputs, and I wanted to have Todd be on the show. Mm-hmm. So I bought this one was to get Todd on the show. Then, of course, Chris and Todd died. <laughs> I've never, like, i basically not used the board for anybody except me. You come in and you look at this, but meanwhile, you don't even do the fucking job anymore. This should be your future. This isn't a board. This is like a remote control or something. This is like, look do, at do this. Do you have a board? Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah, you I don't. do.
1: Yeah, I do. I think I do. I don't have think you have
0: anything. <laughs> you have, what do you have?
1: I don't know what I, I have. Adderall, actually. Yeah, I well, took you, Adderall yesterday for the. This is a drug show, right? Yeah, I took Adderall for the first time yesterday. Boy, I was flying. It was and, awesome. Wow. But, <laughs> but Peter, Dave's like, stop trying so hard. No, I'm going to keep trying. You no, know,
0: Peter is. Um, Stuff. Let's talk about depression.
1: It was pre- it was prescribed. Yeah, I why mean, why don't I've, you
0: talk about the, the the cocktail you've been given for the uh, year. for
1: my whole life? I mean, I've yeah, I've dealt with depression my whole life. I was actually thinking of starting a podcast about depression. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I've dealt with it my whole life, and uh, I definitely feel, and people don't. I mean, the thing about depression is that like, I mean, I know drugs are related to depression because some people uh, self medicate, you know, with drugs. Although, like, I don't think that you. I think some people just.
0: No, I didn't suffer depression.
1: Yeah, just some people just like to get high, which is different, but I know that some people do, you know, self-medicate. I medicated, but, it, but I
0: think I was medicating ADD more than depression.
1: Yeah. Um and uh yeah, so I, you know, what was the question?
0: What What is living with <laughs>
1: depression like? I mean, I don't know. I've, I've, yeah, I've been on all these drugs my, my whole life, and so why uh, don't you rattle off a few of these drugs? I mean, all of them. You know, Zoloft, Lexapro, Allegra, Allegra. No, I don't know. The Selexa? The, the benzo, yeah, Selecta, the benzos, uh, the uh, you know, the Abilify, uh, all this crap. I'm just saying that yesterday was the first day that I ever took uh, Adderall my whole life because a psychiatrist prescribed it, and uh, so
0: what else did you give you?
1: Lithium, uh, that's it for now.
0: Now, I'm going to say something, and yeah. if you want me to take it out, I'll just take it okay, out. Okay, okay. Um, you've been to the far reaches of the deep end of the depression. Yeah, 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 You know, to the point where you you know, you know, say you don't want to live. Right. And, and here we are, seemingly having a nice time, and we've had a nice time recently. Well,
1: this is great. I'm happy right now, for sure. Well, what changes? What do you like, mean, what changes?
0: Like, what goes from when you feel like you don't want to live to feeling like you're having a good time. How does the pencil That's a complex swing? question.
1: That's a complex question. will try
0: to explore it, you know.
1: I mean, I guess it's like uh it's like uh when I see, you know, when I feel hopeless and feel like uh you know, I've fucked up in a way that's irreparable, uh this panic sets in, right? And why am I not feeling that right now? I don't know. I guess that's a good question actually. Uh, I mean, it's great to see you. Any time I'm with people, it, it just it's distracting from from depression. You know what I mean? There's an element of distraction, but when I'm with friends, there's an element of distraction and an element of like good love. Yeah. So so, and that does, you know, make a difference. And yeah, maybe if I maybe if I was with, you know, friends, my whole entire life, I would never feel depressed. Maybe I don't know. Do you That's think- a good question.
0: That maybe when you were in Costa Rica, you were so isolated that and alone. You, I mean, you never even learned Spanish in fifteen years. Yeah, years yeah. Living. Well,
1: I, I went there and I, I, I de- dedicated everything I had to my job. Yeah, so.
0: So do you think that the isolation really progressed the depression?
1: No. What? What? Well, you know what progressed the depression was. I mean, the, the main I was doing well in Costa Rica for a few years the, for the first time in my life. I mean, the main the main thing that caused my depression was when I was younger was just like, you know, economic and educational insecurity. You know what I mean? <laughs> having no money, having no. Well, I was in debt from school, but I didn't have a degree and, and everything. Uh, well, I think
0: really the thing is that your parents. Well, were,
1: yeah, my mom was was mentally ill. Yeah. But what happened was when I when I got to Costa Rica and I started to do well in my job, I was I was uh, actually uh, doing very well for a uh, why for, oh, Are we going over? What are you looking at? Oh, we're good. Okay. Uh, I was I was happy for the first time in my life for a few years. But then, you know, what happened was I I, I got uh, because I uh, well, you know, because I, I because I always needed help in life, I knew what it was like to need help, so I was too willing to help other people and uh, I naively lent all my money to, you know, my friends about, you know, 3 or 4 or 5 years ago and uh was longer I lost than it. It was long. No, it was well No, was, because
0: I saw you No, it was
1: 6 years ago. It was 6 years ago. It was longer than that.
0: Because I remember when you no, visited stu- but me. When, oh, 'Cause it progressed. Yeah, it progressed. He got ripped off by yeah. these fucking piece of shit English yeah. hustlers. Yeah. Types. Well no,
1: they were they were they were they weren't hustlers. They were just way more incompetent than I than I could than I realized at the time.
0: So they weren't hustlers? One of them turned
1: into a, a lot a dishonest guy and the other one was not a hustler. He's just Massively, yeah, yeah. yeah, like seriously incompetent. Um, and so, so that, that is, so, so I was actually, I had actually beaten my depression and it wasn't because of drugs or anything. I was taking Zoloft the whole time, but Zoloft never helped me one way or the other. And then when I, when I started to do well in my job for a few years, it was great. And I remember thinking about, marveling, like looking at myself and marveling at like how the depression wasn't there anymore. And I couldn't believe it because I never thought it would be gone. But then I guess I got complacent. And when I lent all my money away, then I really, which is a very
0: suspect move. Period.
1: Yeah, it was playing with fire, is what yeah. it was. But it was, was dangerous. Pl- yes, it was playing with fire. But I also honestly believed they were going to pay me back because they were the owners of this super popular bar, jam packed four nights a week. You know, and I just didn't realize how unconfident they were. And um, and so the, so the upshot is that like I, I lent them all my money and didn't get you know I got ripped off of all the – you know the story and then uh, and then. It it was back stronger than ever, you know. But for a few worse, years, worse than
0: it had ever yes, been. Yes, Not even yes, close. Yes, because like, I mean, I think a lot of um, Peter's impression of me weirdly <laughs> comes from the way your head translates my messaging to you.
1: No, yeah, I, it's I'm like, a. The impression is good because yeah, that's I'm, how you were.
0: I don't. Oh, that's how he was back yeah. then. That was me on heroin or me stoned. Both, both. Both. The point is that. Um, and I, I was very worried about you. I was worried about you, and I was scared, and I didn't know what to do. You know, you would, he wouldn't talk to me. He would just text me on Facebook, which is very frustrating. Well,
1: it's just like when, you're, when, when you really have, like, bad depression, you get – I can't explain it, but, like, completely paralyzed. Like, you can't get out of bed. You can't – like, the only thing I could do would be, like, text message to friends. You know what I mean? But I was kind of a dick, right, via text. No, you were always great, actually. What are you talking about?
0: Because I was like, you got to—I'd yell at you through text. Did say, you? Well, I would just say you're being—you you're, have to give up yourself and you're so self-centered and all this stuff. The thing of no, no—in general, in general, I—I tried to offer solutions. In general, in general,
1: in general your words were, in, were were encouraging. In good, good. Yes, and it's just that when you when you feel that way, there's there's almost nothing that can be said. But no, you were you you usually said great things to me,
0: and I also really cared. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, Peter, like. I mean, it was weird because we became close, like, in our later teenage years and in our early 20s, and we got to play music, and we got to, like, dream together, and yeah. it was very beautiful. Um and uh, it really is just a
1: shame because I ha- I was I was compelled to be uh, uh, self sabotaging and you were
0: compelled to be a junkie and it's just uh, well it's I just was a self sabotaging junkie but the parallel here becomes obvious to me that like but if lo- you hadn't been a junkie I don't think you would have self
1: sabotaged I think you would have
0: I don't know made it doesn't effort. matter yeah, it, okay, it, all, go it all goes the way it goes yeah. but I think the interesting thing to me it's something that Chris and I used to talk about on the show as a tool to kind of stay in the clear of addiction or to stay in recovery. And he would use the phrase self-actualization. All right. I don't know what that means. Well, I mean, I think he might have made it up. <laughs> but but what it means is to, uh, you know, it could be a distraction or it could be to do what you love or like like – Dopey for us was self-actualizing an idea of making a podcast and and putting ourselves into it was, was investing our time and our heart and our brain, and we would get rewarded with that interest. And I think with you, when you get to do the things that you like to do... Your brain starts humming again Yes You know, and that, that includes being around people Yes Like, I think people who are addicts out there That are having a hard time getting their shit together It's because they're very much alone Oh, that's
1: definitely part of it, yeah I mean, I've, I've actually read I mean, I find drug addiction very interesting And I've definitely read about how, like um, how, Oh, God, I've read some Oh, God, fuck, I wish I could remember it now But I've, I've read interesting stuff One thing that I definitely uh, uh, there, there, was a, there was an article that was written by some professor Who explained why you know poor people make those kinds of decisions and and from their perspective it's actually a justifiable decision to make because it's like if you're fucked long term then you you'll do whatever you can to feel okay in the present even if it's like destructive long term but but i i read what something, do
0: you mean what do you mean by that?
1: I, I don't know I, i'll send you a link to the i'll try to find it and i'll send you a link to it well, but, what about uh,
0: the listeners how will they know what you're talking about You'll send them the link when I send it to you. You're a real piece of work. Anyway, continue. I hate you. Please, I'm not kidding. Please.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, no. But what I was going to say was that um, yeah, I I remember reading an article about how like uh, how like yeah, something to that effect, something to the effect of like that like. Like like people who were recovering from drug addiction, if they suddenly had hope in their lives in some way, shape, or form, uh, they were much more likely to stick with their sobriety than if they didn't have hope. In terms of like education and and or just and doing something
0: yeah. that they like to do, Pro- feeling inspired. Yes, and yes, I feel yes. like the same thing. Like, obviously, you're not a drug addict, but when you feel inspired, when you feel a reason to get up in the morning, when you feel kept company. I mean, Peter started working in the Bronx, and all of a sudden, old (laughs) comedic shit started happening in his head. And the same thing happened to me when I started working at this deli. But that was, I mean, another
1: reason why, also because, like, our friend Michael is being super nice to me, and that's saved my life. I mean, you know, it's not just because I'm in the Bronx. It's because he's, like, saving me, you know? Well, he's
0: given you a place to live. Yeah. And he's offered you his, his house, and, his, and he's offered you a job. Yeah. He really, really looked out, which yeah. is amazing. And the weird thing is that this guy, Michael, when I was uh, a junior in high school, he took my girlfriend to the prom. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck hey, is that? What do you mean, what the fuck is that? Some, sometimes sometimes you get, and sometimes you get got. And, then, and that and then, time you got got, Dave. Th- I, I, yeah. I, she said it was a pity thing. But still, maybe I got God, yeah, you know? She, the reason she said it was a pity thing to you, her saying it was a pity thing was, was a pity thing to you. Right. That yeah. was a pity thing. That me. was a pity I thing. I got God. But what else is she going to say? And then, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. he married an ex-girlfriend of mine also. Okay. So... Kudos you got to got, twi- you got, got, got twice. I've gotten got many. T- Here, this is the great the, this? great, the greatness of recording at my father's house. Okay, my father is at an age oh where my he has God. he has two phones in every room, <laughs> <laughs> just in case he can't hear it. And if you ask, hold on, let's let, let we'll let this pass. Hold on.
1: Just what is this? This is pathetic. Uh,
0: and if you let, if you ask him why, he'll say, because the voicemail works on one of them but doesn't work on the other <laughs> one. And then you ask him, you know, it's, it's a great <laughs> hole to go down with, with him. Um, anyway, the point is that um, how, how comfortable do you feel in, in managing your depression? What do you mean, comfortable do I feel? I mean,.
1: I mean the thing. The thing is the thing. I mean I could talk for for you know weeks on end about depression because I know so much about. I've thought so much about. That's so the one thing that I've thought about my whole life. And uh, and I do think that there's actually. And I could talk about psychiatrists and and you know therapy and um, and all that. Um, but I mean I, the the thing about depression is that. There, it, it, there's so many things that can cause depression. They all get lumped under one thing, depression and anxiety. But you can be depressed about, like, you know, failing a test or your cat dies or a divorce or a disease or some chemical imbalance. There's so many things that we're getting fired. So many things that can cause depression. They all get lumped together under one. And they're really not the same thing.
0: And, uh, and so it's, it's – uh, So what, what, what's your, what's your the question? your question is – like I'm happy that you seem good today, and you seem yeah. like for the past, you know, since Michael has lent a hand, yeah, you yeah, seem much yes, better. Yes. but like, like, are you putting anything in place to to like ensure being positive, to ensure like? I mean, I don't know anything about depression. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm taking. I mean, I'm on. taking
1: the drugs, but I don't think the drugs. You know, for me, they don't matter. For, I'm sure for many people, they 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 help.
0: Uh, so the, right now you're on what Zoloft and Adderall lithium. and lithium. Yeah. See, I have another friend who who was fucking in terrible trouble—bipolar mm-hmm. disorder, uh, schizophrenia—and yeah. and, and lithium saved his life. Yeah, no, I, yes, I'm, and that's that's my point. And my it po- started with lithium, and then he he started exercising right. like crazy, and then he he used the exercise as this great tool to get off lithium, and he hasn't had like. Too many bipolar episodes since.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- and that's that's kind of what I'm saying is that like there there's so many reasons why people get quote unquote depressed or deal with quote unquote severe anxiety, and they all kind of get lumped together. I'm not saying that that these drugs don't help many people in many various ways. I'm sure they do. It's just that for me, it's always been caused by my, my ups and downs in, in life are always caused by life events, not by on by. Right. What pills I'm taking. You right. Know what and I mean? and
0: it's the life life event that triggers the reaction yeah. in, your,
1: in you. Yeah. But for your friend and for many other people, yes, I'm, i I mean the drugs do help, of course. Or exercise or whatever. Yeah. Or all that stuff. Alright.
0: Let's I mean, this is supposed to be a show about drugs, addiction, yeah. and dumb shit. We definitely covered dumb shit and we definitely <laughs> covered some addiction. Um I'm gonna read an email I got. And it's why don't you read it?
1: All right. Here. Okay, what what should I read? With the whole
0: thing? Yeah. It's like Three just paragraphs. read the fucking email, Dave. All right, hey Dave. No, read, re- <laughs> it, read it
1: nicely. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey Dave, I've recently just started listening to. Read do- it nicely. Just I'm like, reading it nicely. Just read
0: it like a, you're a real piece of work. Just please read it. You think you're professional? <laughs> just you're not. Just please read it. All right, okay. Hey Dave, Hold I've re- on. I'm pretty professional though, right? I do a nice, I do a nice show over here, right? You are. It's not yeah. bad. It's. It's You're right. good. right. I'll give
1: you that. I'll okay. give you that. Okay. Alright. Hey Dave, I've recently just started listening to Dopey after hearing about it numerous times from various different podcasts such as NPR, This American Life, and Psychotropic. Congratulations, Dave. Thank you. I'm currently on episode 29, but I skipped ahead to the new episodes when they come out. I'm binge listening every chance I get to the point I've gone over my data on my cell phone plan. I don't have any crazy stories other than the one and only time I tried an illegal substance in high school. A friend of mine had some dental surgery and had had some lore tabs left over, so he gave me two. I crushed both up and snorted them in my parents' bathroom on a hardcover book. Once it kicked in, I found myself eating ice cream with my hands and then had horrible nightmares all night. Lore tab. What is lore tabs? Isn't that like that's something that, that we, need,
0: we need Chris around to know what lore tabs.
1: Holy are. shit! All right, uh, that's all I've got for stories. Currently, I drink alcohol enough. I get nervous about it. I dabble in microdosing marijuana to help anxiety and depression. Microdosing
0: and- marijuana. Yeah, Have you ever heard of, of that? I think that's just just small
1: hits. Yeah, small hits of the swag. You know, I mean, what is that? Cons- you know? Continue, please. So I dabble in microdosing marijuana to help anxiety and depression and actually it slows alcohol consumption substantially. I've been in a bad way these last couple months with depression but since I have found and started listening to your podcast I've climbed out of my dark hole wow. a little bit further. You really have an excellent and captivating show. Nice. Except for this one. Except
0: for this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, loratab is is a it's like a derivative of it's a combination medication used to relieve moderate severe pain. It's uh it's like fucking hydrocodone. It's, you know. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Anyway, continue. I'd record, yeah. I just realized the only people who might think that that impression is
1: funny is uh, Devin and Justin and no one else. But they'll like it. Trust me. Well, Justin <laughs> listens.
0: Devin doesn't. <laughs> okay. Justin is going to be listening very attentively to this. Episode. I am
1: really, uh, uh, yeah, I send Justin all these messages about how, <laughs> but, I, but I am depressed. I mean, it's, uh, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, I am really interested in your music, though, which is the main reason I'm emailing you. I love the couple songs you wrote and played on the show so far. Yes, sa- you should play them all your songs. Your songs are are honestly great. Dave. Give me a break. They're pure pure music. I will play the song if you sing it, not in my voice, in your voice. But that's like that's like trying to sing a Bob Dylan song, not in Bob Dylan's voice or Could something. Could you please finish the email? Okay, all right. I am really into in music, which is the main reason I'm emailing you. I love the couple songs you wrote and played on the show so far. Do you have albums or any place I can listen to more of your music? I live in upstate New York, and I have no plans to come down to the city, so unfortunately, a live event is out of the question. I'd love to hear back from you if you ever have time. Toodles, Sam. Yeah, that's another thing. Is uh, another thing that really kills me is is this, Dave. You want you want to hear something? I mean, uh, you know, I'm addicted to regret, but like, like I, you know, you say you're addicted to regret. Yeah, I love that. But like, you know, would you say you're when when, 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 when I say that I shouldn't have been? uh, I shouldn't have been doing music. uh, You know, the one thing though that I was really genuinely good at naturally, I understood was uh, was sort of like producing producing music i knew instantly how you know digital technology could be used to to do certain things that i wanted to do and one thing i always always wanted to do was just uh you know record you live and then produce everything around it and over it and you've i you've never I, produced anything I, what do you mean what have you produced you you want me to play it for you do you have anything with you
0: not, not on me right now do but you have yeah. any mp3s i can play at the end of the show no well maybe women off the cooking clean no you mean you
1: mean uh you mean uh Right now or later on? How about the almshouse? <laughs> no, I mean the point is that the point is that, um, dude, produce a record. I feel I'll pay ba- you nothing. No, it's it's. Pass the time, but so you can't saying, do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. it's over. Now we're just going to regret that, like, that you uh, couldn't do it. No, all I'm saying is is that uh, is that that is the one musical regret that I had that I didn't, you know, do my idea of just like you know, recording you singing and then uh, and then producing it around
0: around it. Well, I wish you had done that too. I yeah. I, I think that why are
1: you why do you sell your songs so short? You used to talk about how great your songs are, and now I'm telling you how great that great they are, and now you're
0: saying they're not that great. I think they're good. Yeah. I think I have some good songs. Yeah, I would say they're great to kind of get me to write another one yeah and i stopped writing songs a long time ago did you yeah um but i do feel like um i loved writing songs and i did i, I mean like i, I think my songs you know what
1: were, people loved what the spider-man song i remember what was the that. spider-man song you don't really, you don't remember that. No. I just remember being at your house, right? And you were friends with some sketchy characters back then. You were friends with all these fucking street guys and drug dealers. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what was that guy? His name? Uh, Will Survived. Do you remember yeah, yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. You were friends with yeah. n- mad, sketchy people. Would yeah. be in your house, yeah. and so like all these like <laughs> fucking heroin dealers or whatever they yeah. were. I don't know. They, they I'm assuming they're heroin dealers. Yeah. Would be in your house, and they'd be like, uh, they'd be like, uh, "Yo, play the Superman song. Play that shit. Play that shit." And you'd play it for him, and be like, "You want to hear it?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> even like, remember yeah. that song. The Superman song. I don't remember it. At all. I mean, the, the Spider Man song. You don't remember the Spider Man song? You? No, but the, fuck it, how could you forget this was like amongst amongst the uh, the drug dealers at your house this was definitely the top hit
0: i don 't remember it at it all it was uh i don't think it exists
1: oh oh I wish that I like a like a web slinger in the sky what no was that? way oh, come I, on
0: you're, you're like you, you know, don't remember like, this you're making up something are here, you kidding me trying, I, I have no idea
1: I, I I'm blown away that you I, I guarantee you Justin remembers this song it was one of your it was one of your in m, songs that you used to play in rotation. But the but but the drug dealers who came to your house—it was, was, was their favorite. They that fi- was the requested
0: song. I don't remember it at all. The Spider-Man song? No, I don't remember it at all. Were you, It was. I can't believe this. I don't remember it at all. Hold on. All right, this is a voicemail. Uh, very very short. That they were listen, Dopey Nation. If you want to record a voicemail, send it in to DopeyPodcast at gmail.com Record it with the voice memo tool on your phone and email it. We have this stupid thing on the website. Where you hit to record a voicemail that only records ninety seconds. So people record you know, record on there and they're like, I hear longer voicemails on the show. Record it on your phone and send it in. This was a minute and a half I got from some dude upstate named Frenchie. I just have to play it. Frenchie, if you're listening, please send in a longer voicemail, but not longer than seven minutes. All right, here we go. You ready, Pete? Yeah. What do you have to say? Uh, Dave, this is fucking voicemail imitation. Hold on.
3: Hey, this is um, Frenchie from uh, Capital District, Albany, upstate New York. Love your podcast, bro. Um, I myself is one of your typical middle, upper class genre that fell into the opiate addiction. Former law enforcement for eight years. Um, opiates fucking ruined my life for a good solid two and a half, three years. Um all of a sudden started bouncing around, beating the shit out of inmates, just doing dumb shit that I would never do. Um, long story short, I'm clean now. I went to the River Source in Arizona, which is an amazing uh, rehab last year. Um, don't have years of clean time or anything, not even a full year yet. But anyways, I got some crazy stories, uh, robbing drug dealers, doing this, doing that. I mean, I've done some crazy shit. Um, even my, even a gun charge I caught, all because of this that lifestyle that I was living, you know. And then I'd go home to my wife and kids in the suburbs and pretend like nothing happened. Yeah, hi. Started with pills, went to the bags.
0: Thank you, French. you Send Sending a like a, a five to seven minute voicemail about your terrible, terrible inmate beating stories. <laughs> that sounds like. Really up my alley. What do you think? <laughs> that sounds like a guy that would call into your show. Hey Pete, who you like in the Boston uh, fucking yeah. Buffalo Sabers game?
1: No, I know. Yeah, you're right. There's a there's a high, a high uh, overlap, big overlap between uh, you know drug degenerates and gambling degenerates.
0: I don't. I love the sound of his voice though. Yeah. he's got yeah. a great voice. Um, now we're gonna change things up. But before we do, I just want to, you know, I don't, I, we started this thing. When I say we, I mean I started this thing, this dopey podcast Patreon account where fans give me money, uh, which makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. But um, it's fucking awesome. And uh, I really appreciate everything everybody's given. Uh, in fact, today I went to the store and I bought a new microphone, which I haven't used yet and I bought a bag to carry the gear because I've been using this weird L.L. L. Bean tote bag for three years, <laughs> and every time I leave the house, it rains, and the water gets on the gear, which you... D- and tonight I have to go to record... Uh, dr drew's podcast which is very weird so i wanted to have a a bag that looked professional so the dopey <laughs> patreon it's like really starting to kick in nicely
1: yeah i mean considering the way you know most money is made uh you know doing a podcast and then asking people who like it to kick in a little bit is uh, should not make you uncomfortable it
0: makes <laughs> me totally uncomfortable. <laughs> why are you gonna do um a, some sort of gambling podcast or a depression podcast i might or i mean a, i have uh i do
1: if, if there's anyone who knows me from the from the betting world i want to say a huge shout out to all those people you Know, who might be listening to this uh, from that world because like Jimmy the uh, Bag I, you know i Peter will say, I will say this like it's it, I will say this like when you do something like this, a podcast or whatever, and there's people who express their appreciation for what you do it 's the best feeling in the world it's without cool. without question without it really did like brighten my mood in my deepest darkest times in in, in so many ways that so people uh, loved you on yeah I mean, it was, I mean i I love them too you know what i mean but uh i was thinking but i don't know how much longer we have but uh i was as we were like you know you were doing the other stuff i was thinking about todd and i felt kind of bad about how like uh, I, you should. uh I, I i didn't mean to look down on him in in, in 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 any way uh i think that todd was a much purer person than 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 i was and uh, i was just remembering some of the some of the events and stories that happened in Todd's life. Do you want me do you want me to tell it the classic Todd story? Because the worst the thing about Todd though, I mean Todd is such a fascinating guy because he was like I think he really was like in, in such a—I mean, the only reason Todd's life was so tragic is because you can't just be like a, a drug addict and fish concert goer as a, as a life. You know what I mean? Unless, you, unless you're like a trust
0: fund kid and or something. And he didn't have enough money to pull it off. Yeah, but and it was, was just like— He more money than you did, but he didn't have enough money
1: to be that proper. But that's really who he was. He really was just someone who just fucking loved going to fish shows. Well, he, and he said like, that to yeah. me. I
0: mean, I don't know if I told you, but before he died— he just said I just want to do drugs. Yeah. And I just want to go to fish shows, yeah. and and that's when I have my fun.
1: And it was beautiful, you know, because that's really who he was, you know. So and you there's nothing say? wrong what with were, it. Oh, thought? I was just going to say cuz I was thinking about Todd and like uh, like I like when I first met Todd, I felt it was like it's not. I didn't understand him as well as I as I did later on, and it also felt like a like a reflection of of of, of a bad road that I was headed down. Even though I wasn't a drug addict myself, I was headed down a, a bad road. Um, but I just remember when. Uh, do you remember this story? When uh, when when I forgot whether I was there or not, but we were in the car. This is classic, Todd. Right, driving in the car, and uh, Welcome to the Jungle comes on. You know this story, right? No, no, no. Welcome to the Jungle comes on by Guns Roses. Todd, of course, loves it. I mean, there was, it was so much fun to just watch Todd <laughs> sing along to a song. Yeah. Like, I'll never forget, I heard Todd singing uh, the, the Eminem song, uh, My Name Is What, yeah. before I actually heard that song. And when I heard Todd sing it, I was like, whoever made that song is going to be a star because Todd, because it, it affected Todd in that way. Right. You know what I mean? I heard Todd say, yeah, my name is what? And I was watching Todd sing it, and I was just like, that's a hit right there. <laughs> like, Todd should have been his own single personal uh, focus group for music, just like that's so funny. However Todd But you know what I'm talking about Right Like he just loved music And that's how like That's how I knew that Rocker T was like A truly great uh, musician Because of the way Todd reacted To like To like Rocker T songs You know Uh, But anyway Welcome to the Jungle comes on. Todd's instantly in heaven, right? Singing along with it, like doing every, you know, all the drum hits, all the guitar, everything, you know. And whoever was driving the car, like, didn't want to hear it. So they were like, let's listen. It might've been you, like, let's listen to something else. So you start, <laughs> do you remember this? So you start no. turning the channel, right? No. Todd's still singing Welcome to the Jungle in heaven. You turn to like eight different channels. You can't find anything you like. You're turning, turning, turning for like a minute and a half. Can't find anything you like. Todd's rocking out to Welcome to the Jungle. Finally, you get back to the original station, like, fine, and we'll just leave it there. So you turn to that station and it, todd 's exactly on beat with the <laughs> song and continues singing to the end of the song with all the other shit that had happened in that minute and a half, all the other noise and music that had come into the car. Todd was exactly on beat, and, uh, and when the song came back, bam, he was in sync with it you were It was awesome i don 't know whether I was there or whether I heard it, but it was it was classic Todd
0: you know what it reminds me of, and i don 't know if you remember this story or not, but uh, in the middle of college, so I just
1: wanted to send a shout out to Todd wherever you are. I do love you, and I apologize for, uh, for being not so nice to you when we first met.
0: I know Todd loved you, and yeah. Todd totally admired yeah. uh, what you did. Ugh. As weird as that might yeah. be, no, you, I mean, know. you hate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Todd thought you were great. Um,
1: And then when, when, when when I, when I saw him like take pictures on Facebook and stuff like that, like I, I I started to appreciate him even more because that's who he really was. He was just a person who just loved to like take pictures and get high. You know what I mean? He loved
0: life. Yeah. He, He loved music. He loved life. He loved people. Yeah. He loved eating and drinking and being with people, you know? And, uh, and his life got very sad because he became such an addict and he became so alone. And, uh. He, right, he, he suffered crazy depression because he didn't have enough money to keep going, and because there's nothing else that he wanted to do. You know what I mean? But he, his addiction had taken him so far that he couldn't be with people anymore. You know that happened. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Know? Um, when got, I was living with you, my it was my favorite thing to do would be to like go to the store and buy him like ice cream or a sandwich or whatever he wanted because it would take him like thirty seconds to decide what he wanted while he he would be like totally stoned he'd be like what do I want
4: uh, <laughs> just get some f- fucking
0: fish food or uh, <laughs> yeah. <totally. laughs> No, we, I mean, I remember it was, it was a very a special, it was a special weird time yeah. that was a precursor to the worst times in all of our lives. Yeah. I mean, you like managed to get out of it for a bit and whatever. Me and Todd, like we went way down. Yeah. Bad. Like um, I Todd, mean, like when you
1: told me the stories about what happened after I stopped hanging out with you, I was like, wow, that was worse than like, I never saw you. I never saw either of you have a seizure or pass out or anything like well, that. I
0: had many seizures. Yeah, yeah. Todd didn't, didn't happen to Todd like that. Um, but he just had horrible arrests, horrible yeah. arrests, arrest yeah. after arrest, after arrest. And it got to the point where his parents couldn't save him from it anymore. And he was just, he was in big trouble. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the story that I remember, and I don't know if you remember this, it was not like it was before all that. It was not as so debaucherous, but it was, I was in a band in college and we were recording like pretty terrible hip hop music. And, uh, and we all came down from Ithaca to record some sort of hip-hop thing in a studio. And somehow you got roped into it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we went to the studio and we recorded like nothing or, or whatever we recorded was terrible. And then we decided to go, I don't know how this happened, but to Washington Square Park to buy Mushrooms and we, or maybe we had mushrooms from somewhere else, and we went to Washington Square Park to buy weed. But we ate like two ounces of mushrooms between like five of us. Do you remember that? It wasn't me because I you never did. I didn't do mushrooms. Okay. You were there because you were you didn't you didn't eat mushrooms. Yeah, no. But you were there because we wound up at the courtyard of our high school, and, and you were we were all playing basketball like in the middle of the night, and you were playing basketball too. Hmm. Okay, and I believe you. You don't remember that at all. I mean, if you tell me more about it, maybe I'll remember. We went to a, we went to like ultrasound, and we re- rehearsed, and we there was like Greg and Roland and Alan were like doing hip hop verses, and Jake was playing. And those were
1: definitely fun days. I will say that. Do you remember that? No, but just hearing you talk about it makes me happy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you don't watch Game of Thrones, right?
1: Yeah, no, I don't.
0: Well, I do, and uh, the last episode was on, and there's this guy. He's a film critic, TV critic in recovery. And uh, his name is Devin. He's not our friend, Devin. Okay. And, uh... We're gonna have him on to talk about the end of Game of Thrones. Now you don't know anything about it, so you can just sit out of it
1: if you right, want. Sure. Okay? Yeah. And by the way, I'm not like I'm not it's not like a protest against Game of Thrones. I just, you know
0: Well Peter can't watch he was so depressed. All yeah. Peter could watch was near near death
1: yeah. movies. Yeah. No, not not movies. Yeah, like videos or near people's people's accounts of their near death experiences. Yeah.
0: Now we're gonna call this guy Devin. Alright, so here we have film critic in recovery, Devin Faraci from cinemasanga.com. Am I saying that right, Dev? More or less. Say it right. Cinema Sangha. And it's a Buddhist take mm. on uh, on uh, films and TV. And, I, and we're being joined by my buddy from high school, my friend Peter, uh, who is a, a sports handicapper. No. <laughs> he's not an addict. He's not in recovery. He's just a friend of mine. And he's never watched Game of Thrones. So you can ignore yes. him, Devin. Okay. Hi, Peter. How are
1: you? Hi, I'm good. I've also never meditated. So...
0: You've never meditated? No. Maybe that could help with depression. I mean,
1: I've tried. I've tried, but like, you know.
0: De- Devin, you ever
2: meditate? Uh, yeah, I try to meditate every day. There you go. He's
0: don't you think pe- it could help Peter with depression? What kind depression? of a question? He's a Buddhist. What, what kind of a question is that? He's a s- film critic. He, I, I don't know what kind of an active It's like
1: being like, like you're, in, you're in recovery. Have you ever done drugs? It's like, of course. That's the relax. Okay. All right. All right. Relax, okay, all right, all right.
0: Um, <laughs> how much of a, are you a Buddhist, Devin? I, I didn't even realize that. I didn't even consider that. I am a Buddhist. All right. I got into Buddhism after I got into recovery. And that's where the, that was the birth of Cinema Sangha?
2: Yeah, it was sort of, uh, you know, in recovery and in Buddhism, I began having sort of a different perspective on the films that I was watching. And so I wanted to bring those things uh, to sort of what I was writing.
0: Right. And would you say that the Buddhist perspective of the new Game of Thrones is that life is suffering, so fuck you, and Game of Thrones sucks?
2: i mean life is suffering or there is suffering would be the first noble truth uh but i would say that it's a little more nuanced than that and i don't think that game of thrones sucks so oh Devin, <laughs>
0: i knew you were going to say that but you're wrong it's just listen Devin just dopey nation peter for full mm-hmm. transparency last week and Devin commends me for my transparency with the audience right Devin? i love it thank you um Last week, we recorded a bit about Game of Thrones from last week. And last week's episode, of, and I didn't air it because, like, I was scared that there'd be haters in the dopey nation who would be like, I don't care about Game of Thrones. And and we had a nice talk about Game of Thrones in last week's episode, which was garbage. And Devin, Devin uh, protected it. And he had some great points. This week's episode was just so terrible. It was such a sad thing for a Game of Thrones fan. And I said, <laughs> Devin can't possibly defend this one, but please, Devin, give us the professional, Buddhist professional film critical take on the final series finale of Game of Thrones.
2: All right, so I'm going to give you, I'm going to cede to you some things here, which I think the first half hour was way too fast. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, but
0: before we even do that, let's say spoiler alert to all the fucking idiots in the Dopey Nation who haven't seen it yet. What do we say about them, Devin? rage perhaps?
2: Rageaholics, people who are seeking out spoilers for a thing they have not watched, or not taking proper protection against spoilers for a thing they have not watched, are just looking for a reason to get mad.
1: Daenerys gets the higher throne.
0: It's Daenerys. Oh, okay. Peter, you can't, you can't <laughs> contribute
2: to this conversation. Okay. Devin, tell Peter to be quiet.
1: Okay, all right. Okay, okay.
2: Peter, be quiet. I please. think if Peter has something to say then I'm here to listen. I'm here to. I'm, I'm here to hear Peter.
1: Now that's a Buddhist right there.
0: Right. That is a fucking Buddhist. All right, Peter, okay. Just that's com- what just, Yeah.
2: Come on. Devin, please, let's get back to it.
0: So the first half hour was what?
2: It was a little fast. You know, people have been complaining in the season that it was too fast, and they were, like, kind of skipping over beats. I did not agree until the first half hour of this episode. I would have liked a whole episode of the aftermath of Daenerys destroying King Landing, And I think that Jon Snow goes from, like, begrudgingly supporting her to killing her very quickly. Very quickly. More emotional beats. Yeah, I needed more emotional
0: beats. I was excited um, that maybe they were going to have sex, and then he kills her. I, I was excited that maybe... They
2: already, had, they already
0: had sex. But they hadn't had sex in a while. He had decided he didn't want to have sex with her, and I think that was one of my bigger criticisms with the last two seasons of Game of Thrones was an absence of heat. Game of Thrones was like about heat and, and, and war and like good writing, but heat was a big piece. And, and, and the last two seasons were very cold, I thought.
2: Well, there's, I think that the show made a... That they overcorrected to criticism that it was a little too much nudity and women as sexual objects. I think they overcorrected to that. But you had a really great thing that you said in the in the unused recording about why you feel like there was no heat between Daenerys and John.
0: Yeah, well, I have a... My, my um... What is the word? My theory is... And I've said this on the show before, but I'm going to say it again because I, I do love it. That the actor that plays Jon Snow, Kit Harington, had fallen... Peter, you pay attention, because you're a fan of human nature. Okay, yes, yes. Kit Harington had fallen in love with an actress that was on the show who played a wildling (laughs) character named Mm Egret. And in real life, they had an affair, and they fell in love, and they got married. Now, in the show, Jon Snow falls in love with Daenerys, but there's no chemistry between the two of them in the show. And my theory was, because he had actually fallen in love with an actress on the show, he was nervous about falling in love again and fucking up his marriage. Hmm. What do you think about that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that
1: that- Sounds plausible.
2: All right, but Devin liked that theory. Okay. It it really expanded my mind I was pretty impressed By that theory I don't like Speculating in other people's lives But One
1: of the uh, One of the hallmarks of Buddhism Is don't get impressed by anything So you really uh, Did something That that is Is That
0: absolutely is Is that a hallmark of Buddhism To not get impressed by anything
1: Or to at least try your best not to That's
0: not a hallmark of Buddhism It is not No You don't know anything I'm going to shut Don't don't turn off my mic David. I'm going to shut his mic Don't I'm sorry I'm sorry Devin Continue It's okay what, 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 how could not being Sorry. impressed with anything could be a hallmark of Buddhism?
1: Because you're not supposed to have attachments. It's like do you think that ah, was great, and that's you're like, different, right? "Oh, uh, I, you're like
2: that's different." You can be impressed or in awe of things, but not become attached to them and move through the uh, how you feel about them, understanding that your feelings will change, and that the, and the being impressed or being in awe eventually dies down, and that's okay. But I thought you that should, it's great to ahead. experience those things; just don't become attached to them.
1: Okay. I thought that, I thought that Buddhists are supposed to think that all opinions are equal, like when they really hit enlightenment and all achievements are equal.
2: I mean, so there's like this idea that you should be very open to understanding you don't know anything. Yes. Be open to all, all, uh, all ideas and to not try not to hold any opinions because you might, you probably are wrong.
1: And to not be impressed Um, by others' opinions.
2: But I don't think
1: that the, the, the argument would be that
0: all pains are equal. Okay. That we should be open to them. Okay. Fair enough. Listen, so what's we <laughs> wrong Having right, Peter... Sorry, I'm sorry. not impressed with Peter <laughs> on the show. But I'm more interested in... in I, I really want to hear... I've read a bunch of stories or articles about why the Game of Thrones finale wasn't as bad as I thought it was. But there were so many things that I thought were bad. I agree. They could have done a whole episode about... Um, about the mm-hmm. aftermath of the destruction of King's Landing.
2: Right. I think that, I think they also, I think this is a show that earned an entire episode of Epilogue. So like after Daenerys dies and they jump ahead a bunch of, a bunch of weeks and then they have that council. Like that council could have been a half hour long. I don't think that we would have been mad about that. Wow. How did that, they the choose Epilogue that council? An a half. That council was like the
0: worst council I ever saw. And they were such scrubs about it too. They, the
2: way they spoke. But there was nobody left. That's why, because all the, those are the heads of the Great Houses, and all of the heads of the Great Houses have been killed off in the previous ten years. But, Devin, they march I'm,
0: out, they march Tyrion out of the jail. You know, he's supposed to get executed, but instead of getting executed, he picks the next king, who happens to not be able to put a sentence together. He's such a bad fucking actor. That fucking brand, God bless him. And, and Tyrion, fucking filthy, in chains, you know, black soot in his beard, looking kind of like Peter looks right <laughs> now, I should say. Um, fucking, they're going to listen to him when they should be executing him. What do you think about that?
2: I think that it's a real testament to uh, how Tyrion is one of the great speakers and and, and, and reasoners of of the world of Westeros. And I think you're he one over on them. I, I want to ask you this, I'm not, because when he comes out, when he comes out, he says to them, "I've been thinking about this for weeks." And he has he walked into that into that trial with the plan to put somebody on the throne and become the hand of that person. He, he knew exactly what he was doing. I think that the show just didn't hold our hands through it, but I hundred percent believe that Tyrion has used all of the political wiles that he learned over the course of the show and figured out the best scenario that was going to save his ass and give him what he wanted, which was to be the guy technically in charge. He's technically in charge of the the six kingdoms at the end. Because Bran is more interested in fucking off looking for dragons.
0: But how can Bran like not be attached to being the the three-eyed raven the fucking wizard of wizards whatever like he all of a sudden is tempted by worldly pleasure at the end i thought
2: i don't know that he is i think that he recognizes i think that the situation is that he recognizes that it's going to be Tyrion who's running everything. And so that's why that scene happens when Bran comes into the council at the end, the small council, and um, he's like, look, I'm sure you guys have this under control. I'm going to go look for dragons. That's what he's interested in. He's going to go off and do the things that he wants to do as Three Raven, and he knows that Tyrion, who has learned the hard way how important the small folk are and what it is that actually maintains peace and happiness— um, that you know, he knows Tyrion is going to take care of all that stuff. So I don't think that Bran is like going to be doing a lot of king stuff. I think that he'll show up and he'll you know wave and stuff like that. But Tyrion is running the kingdom.
0: Well, why does Grey Worm not just fucking kill Tyrion and Jon Snow? I have no idea. He would kill them. He would murder them right 100%. where they stood,
2: or there would be yeah, a fight. I really understand. Yeah, I think there's... Um, they didn't show Jon Snow getting arrested because I think they wanted to skip over a difficult-to-write scene. Like, honestly, I honestly think that's what it is. Like, they they, they could not figure out how to get Jon Snow arrested without Grey from killing him.
0: Right, right. I, 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 what about the dragon not giving a shit? Or the dragon just breathing fire on the Iron Throne? I mean, come it's, on, Devin, well, wait a second. Read... Wait a sec, wait a sec. I got two questions before, yeah, yeah, before we analyze yeah, anymore. Yeah. What is your interest in saying it's not terrible. You watched the show. It was terrible. How could why I do you it. defend it?
2: That that's my interest. Huh? I enjoyed it. That's that's my interest. I have it's a selfish interest. I enjoyed the show. You asking my my opinion. I enjoyed it. And where the fuck is George Martin letting this shit fall to
0: pieces? Why isn't he saying it shouldn't be this way? This is his ending. He said that
2: this is his ending. This, this is how it's gonna turn out in the books. I heard he's an alcoholic, is that true? I have no idea, and I never like to say if someone is or is not an alcoholic. It's up to them to decide if they're an alcoholic.
0: I agree. I agree with that too, Devin. And I'm sorry. I just can't believe how bad it was, and that you're <laughs> defending it so much. It shocks me. <laughs> well, what no,
2: else to get it? What was no, the-, no, the dragon thing? Is really interesting because I I'm like a really big fan of like big sweeping metaphorical gestures, and the dragon melting the throne is a big sweeping metaphorical gesture. Right. But it also makes no fucking sense at all. And, like, I could not come up with a single explanation for why the fuck the dragon would do that. And then somebody said to me, oh, because, uh, because John's a Targaryen. The yes. dragon can't do it.
0: Yes. Well, he could and have. So the
2: dragon's really pissed. Well, he couldn't. Like, the dragon, because of the weird bond that the dragons have with the Targaryens, he couldn't. And I, I accept that explanation, and the dragon was pissed off. And what he did was the dragon equivalent of punching a hole in the wall rather than punching somebody in the face. You know, I agree. So the dragon didn't know that he was melting the throne. He just melted the thing that was right there. So I actually, I don't love it. I like it as a metaphor. I don't love it in the story. But with that explanation, it feels a little bit better to
0: me. I agree. I, I, I I can deal with that. I can also deal with the fact that, you know, the idea is that the dragon has higher reasoning than Daenerys, and Daenerys was crazy, whatever. But the dragon did burn the city down, so he obviously didn't have higher reasoning. I um, mean, dragons, dragons just love to burn shit. I mean,
2: yeah. that's what dragons do.
0: I don't know, man. That, tell me what you hated about this episode more than anything. Give me some negativity about this thing.
2: I mean, I really that the first half hour was really too quick, and I felt that Daenerys, I think, really did not get her due. Um, she, was, she was not in the last episode that much. Like, she was a distant figure. And then this episode, I don't feel like she got enough scenes To really establish where she's coming from because she does give these speeches a little bit that sort of establishes i'm not crazy i'm actually super fucking reasonable and i understand that to make an omelet you got to break a few eggs and i I wish that we had more opportunity to have her argue that instead of just getting stabbed after making the most rudimentary version of that argument um and she's you know amelia clark's a great actress and i would like to have have, had more scenes to be able to do more with the stocks. I well, think what that she about, really got the short end of the
0: stick. What about in the Winterfell episode where it seemed like all the Dothraki got killed? Why are they all back alive? And she gives it. Like, they
2: didn't all get killed.
0: Well, obviously. We saw
2: them riding back.
0: I think there were a lot of just logistical fall, you know, short fallings with this thing. I think having it be a half season at the end was a big mistake. Because they need to start I, I think ending. they should have
2: gone 10 episodes. I, they should have gone 10 episodes.
0: I, I think that um, not leaving anybody for Daenerys to talk to was a big mistake because they made her giving a speech like the old speeches. When that time is over, she needed someone to talk to besides making a speech like that because it really was reaching. I 100% reaching. agree. It was reaching,
2: I thought. Um, I 100% agree. She, she really got shortchanged.
0: And then also, what about all this talk... You know, and this is kind of like a testament you know, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Um like I, I started watching it uh as I was in a terrible relapse on heroin and I was, you know, shooting, 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 shooting heroin and I looked at the T V and the first episode of Game of Thrones was on with, you know, Sean Bean as Ned Stark and I was like, Holy shit, this show is good You know, and um and it just for me, and I think for thousands, if not millions, of Game of Thrones fans who are very disappointed, they're so disappointed they're trying to get a petition together to change the ending, which is the dumbest thing I ever heard. What
2: do you think about that? Yeah, that's pretty bad. I think that's pretty bad. I think it's embarrassing, frankly. I think that a million people sign that is embarrassing.
0: Did a million people sign it? Do you th- is there any way a show ever gets remade because the fans want them to?
2: Well, you know, the worst thing that ever happened, happened earlier this year, which was that they introduced the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog, the live-action movie, and it turns out that people really got upset about Sonic the Hedgehog, like his design, and they complained about it on Twitter, and the director went on Twitter and said, I'm going to redesign Sonic the Hedgehog for the movie. So it's like crazy.
0: Wow. So the fan, I mean, We got to wait for my dad's fucking phones to stop ringing. I'm sorry. Hold on for a second.
2: <laughs> I know you got, you got a lot of phones in that house. I understand.
0: Yeah. it's just too many fucking phones. All right. It's over. Um, so you're saying that the fans changed the, the design of Sonic the Hedgehog. So like, imagine if they decided, is there any way that they could ever decide to redo
2: it? So, Game of Thrones? No, there's no way. There's just no chance. And is, I mean, does somebody try to readapt it in twenty five years, like as a movie or something? Maybe, I don't know. But is, like what I mean, about a kind of spin really off with
0: Arya going west of Westeros?
2: I mean, I'd be interested in seeing that. But here's the question does that mean is a colonizer now?
0: I don't know. is an explorer. I think that they really like they did not honor the characters of this show. And I think that is the I problem.
2: disagree. Those characters all ended in exactly the places they should have ended.
0: Well, I, I, you know what, like, I felt badly that Jon Snow, like, I, I just, like, I, I felt badly that he had to go back to the wall, and then I kind of, like, was annoyed that he wasn't really going to be a member of the Night's Watch, you could kind of discern from the ending, that he was going to kind of be the king beyond the wall, and I don't think, do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, think, I don't think there is a Night's Watch anymore. But, like, why not? Because there's nothing for them to watch. But why not have Tyrion give him, like, a little nudge-nudge, wink-wink, your life is going to be okay kind of thing?
2: Because Jon Snow is the dumbest fucking character on the show, and if Tyrion had told him that, Jon Snow would have said something to somebody.
0: Right, he would have been like, I cannot do that. Right. I cannot do
2: that. Uh, Grey worm, you must kill me because it would be dishonorable for me to go become King Be on the wall. Like, no, he's J- John Snow's a dipshit, and so that's why he could he had to lie to Jon Snow for his own good.
0: Right on. Well, Devin, I love your take. Um I love Thank you. the uh and, and where, where does it fit in recovery? I think the recovery aspect is Tyrion's redemption,
2: right? Well, I think what's really interesting is that so Tyrion and Jamie both have these redemption arcs and Jamie doesn't come through at the end. And I think that's really great because it really highlights how hard it is to become a better person. Like a lot of people don't make it, man. Like, you know, yeah. and I think we all see that in the world of recovery. We see a lot of people that don't make it. Yeah. And just because, you know, and so I like that. And for Tyrion. Just because he's had his ups and downs doesn't mean that he didn't stop trying to become a better person, you know? And, like, so like, you know, Arya is another good recovery story. She's fucking consumed with resentments. Like, that's her whole fucking life. Right. It's just revenge. And it's not until she's able to let go of those resentments, like, in a really fundamental way, that she can move on to the next stage of her life. And the next stage of her life is literally exploring the unknown. Cool. So she goes from this assassin thing where her whole deal is this angry fucking circling around the same shit again and again and again, just obsessing over these people. She 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 reads this list of people's names every night because she's a fucking resentful lunatic. And then when she's when she's freed of that, she's actually able to go explore the truly unknown. And find a brand new life for himself. I think it's super fucking good recovery. I think the funniest thing is that if the
0: show was half as good as all the criticisms of the show, it would be an almost good show. (laughs) Everybody wants to save this fucking flaming piece of shit from being what it is. You know, I've read so many good articles about it, but the show fucking blew. The worst thing was that fucking small council meeting at the end. They should be fucking ashamed of themselves with that bunch of scrubs (laughs) together doing shtick at the table. It was just so fucking depressing to me, personally.
2: (laughs) I'm interested in hearing what your take on this is in like five years. You know what I mean? When the heat has died down and like the disappointment has worn off and you can kind of like approach it on its own terms. No, I'm kind of curious.
0: I see it along the same way as I see the fifth season of The Wire. When a show combusts when... And for me, the characters weren't doing what they would do. And we lose the character. We get a weird take of the character. And you kind of get the feeling, even in the costuming, like it's more important to the show for how they look than how they behave. Like, for me. Like, when I watch this show, to see them dress the way they're dressed, they don't act like who they are. You don't get them morts and all. You get this polished version of them with this huge budget, this sweeping cinematography as opposed to the the what they would actually do and i think that's what i think that's a failing in a in a show as opposed to a success in a show i think uh breaking bad uh ends great i think like we talked about mad men ended good the wire ended shitty the sopranos they rushed it but it ended okay what well, for your money what's the best ending of a series
2: the best ending of a series ever is new
0: Heart how did that oh, they, they wake up on the old show right yeah, except on the last in his last show. Yeah, the yeah, that's good. Stream. Okay, give yeah, me give me a more updated one thing. for the younger the younger members of the Dopey Nation.
2: For the younger members of the Doping Nation. You know, what actually had a really good one, and that is a really good show. That's also got a lot of recovery stuff in it. This um, crazy ex girlfriend, which I, just ended this season. It was good. I never and, watched it. Uh, it's it's ter- I mean, I, you have to. Do you like musicals? Yeah, I do. I mean, every episode is a musical. They break into musical numbers, and I think it's really inspired. And it's uh, there's a character on the show who goes into recovery, and you can tell that the writers actually paid attention to what like the meetings are like and what that world is like. They didn't just like write some bullshit based off of what they saw in other movies. Um, and it actually has one of the great songs about being an alcoholic, I think, that I've ever heard. Um, but it ended really well. It ended with this character sort of understanding what was actually needed to make her happy, and it was not other people or other things. And it was just herself that was needed to make her happy. And that was a really great ending. So that just ended the season, I loved it.
0: All right. And, uh, and if anybody wants to find more uh, Devin Farachi criticisms, they go to cinemasangha.com, right?
2: That's cinemasangha.com.
0: And we're going to talk more movies and TV as as the as the time goes on and I appreciate uh everything that you've uh done. Devin's been a great advisor with Dopey and a good new friend. So thank you.
2: Yeah, I'd love to come back on. So just let me know when you uh when you need to to hear my dumb voice. So i I appreciate
0: it. Right on, Devin. Thanks, man. Have a good one.
2: All right. Bye-bye.
0: So that was Devin on Game of Thrones. Peter, you never watched the show? No,
1: I have watched, and I think that the fact that uh, Tarvarian and Daenerys having a, <laughs> having a threesome with a dragon to make Jon Snow jealous is fucking ridiculous. I think the writers, it was a terrible plot twist, and I think the, uh, the, the show jumped the shark for me after that happened.
0: Did you ever watch uh, Happy Days when Fonzie actually jumps the shark?
1: Uh, no, but I've seen the clips of it, yeah. Did you,
0: did you ever like any TV shows?
1: Yeah. I thought Wonder Years is a brilliant show. I loved it. I just, again, I just like, after a certain point, I used to watch movies and TV shows. Like, I loved, you know, like, I think I loved, uh, I don't know, all the John Hughes movies and, uh, and Amadeus and Groundhog Day and movies like that. But after a certain point, I just couldn't watch fiction anymore because it was all so horrible. Although I know that I'm missing out on some stuff, I know that I am missing out on great stuff. I I know. I
0: I think if you can actually get out of your crippling (laughs) depression, that uh, you'll be able to watch. It's just
1: like right now, all I can watch is either documentaries or just like people's accounts of near death experiences.
0: (laughs) All right. I think um, think we're going to call it a show. Okay. Can you think of any, uh, any. Any drug experiences that you've ever had that you'd like to add at the end of the show? Yeah, fucking yesterday, I was flying on Adderall, baby. It was awesome. And I think, you know, I got, <laughs> I got, um, I got this uh, last week. I had a woman on the show who is relapsing. Mm-hmm. You know, she was, uh, she's a heroin addict, She's a drug addict. Uh, I met her when she was on methadone. She actually got a tattoo of the dopey logo. Um, and uh, and now she's relapsing, and I had her on the show. And some dude wrote in this hate email to me. We really, read it to you. Um, so it's from this dude I'm not going to say his name Because he got a lot of Well, I, I actually put it on Instagram and mm, Facebook And a lot okay. of dopey fans like, jumped to my defense But he wrote After this woman Hannah was on He wrote Dave are you fucking kidding me dude Your methadone interview Is someone bad talking it with you Which that doesn't make any sense to me Get a fucking clinician from a program Or something like that on your show Did you know the sobriety percent is higher with people who used medicated treatment in the beginning than someone just going to meetings? I'm fucking insulted, dude. You're an asshole. Mm -hmm. But it's not you are an asshole. Mm -hmm. It's your Like, you are. No, it's Y-O-U-R. Oh, okay. So you can can see where he's coming from. And then I wrote back, that wasn't my methadone interview. That was my interview with my friend, Hannah. You should start a podcast. And I don't see how I'm an asshole. Thank Mm -hmm. you for writing. Mm -hmm. Then he writes back. You're an asshole. You think I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm not kidding. kidding. Dave, you're in recovery. Again,
1: Uh Uh Y-O-U-R. But it's different. Nowadays, in 2019, that kind of uh, like if you are going to accuse someone of being gay, you say you're gay. Y-O-U-R.
0: Not Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Okay. Dave, you're in recovery, correct? You shouldn't discriminate, man. Do you listen to yourself speak about medicated assisted treatment? You do a wonderful job of making your listeners who are on their current treatment path feel like shit. Mm. And if you think you don't, you don't, I don't know what to tell you. If you think you don't, I don't know what to tell you. You sound like the usual AA Nazi man, Ooh. or maybe I sound like the usual AA Nazi man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, if you're going to have a podcast like this, then be open and compassionate to the next suffering or recovering addict, someone with four years trying to live in a spiritual way, I think, would know this. I've never heard you say one bad thing about the rooms or sponsorship ever. And yeah, I'm talk- I'm taking your inventory just a bit, <laughs> dude, <laughs> due to the lack of respect you have for a certain aspect of treatment or addiction or the process and path people go down, all to hopefully share the same goal in the end. I'm just disappointed, man. Honestly. No. Now,
1: You're, he That's a lifelong fan. You're going to win him back, and he's going to be one of your most dedicated fans, I predict.
0: Wow, well, you know how I am. Things <laughs> like, it's <this laughs> really bothering Yeah, I know. Um, so this guy, listen, man, I'm sorry I disappointed you, and, and I'll tell you this, and I say this all the time, and I apologize to anybody who has to hear me say this again. I was on methadone for maybe seven years, maybe longer. I was a zombie on methadone. I, I was taking up to 150 milligrams a day plus benzos, plus heroin, plus weed. Um, I was. You know, I know. <laughs> That's why, like, in the beginning of the show, I just assumed you were going to be dead because of that. You know, it's like, you know. Now, my point is this. I put down, I in the past, I've put down medicated-assisted treatment because when I was on it, I was using drugs at the same time. But as Chris pointed out to me, medicated-assisted treatment worked for me. I did methadone, and I got clean. So, like... Just take it like that. And to be honest with you, you know, you're one voice, and I get a lot of emails, you're one voice, but for whatever reason, because I'm incredibly sensitive and a weakling Mm -hmm. and all the bad things about me, I care that you're disappointed. I just do. So I'm going to have a clinician on next week to talk about it because it bothers me. And Mm -hmm. do you know someone from our high school now works in a methadone clinic? Who? This guy. He's going to be on next week. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. Maybe not. But he hopefully will be on next week. To is he a, is he a recovering addict? He's a recovering addict from our high school. From our high school, did heroin in the in the in the whatever you call that thing behind our school where those you know the really the wait. Art. Okay, so you don't have to tell me his name. But was he from our years? No. Okay, he was from a year younger than me. He's a very handsome athlete, actually. No way. Yeah. All right. You can gonna... say his his name rhymes with Ruder Saloni. No, no way. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wow. I'm just kidding. It's okay, not, okay. His okay, name okay, doesn't okay, rhyme okay, with that. Okay. 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 Um. Anyway. Thank you, dude, who hates me and is disappointed with me. I'm just not interested in having a podcast with clinicians on it. It seems boring to me. But then again, I just did a 30-minute review of Game of Thrones. What are you going to do? I do Mm -hmm. my best. Week in, week out. Anyway, thank you for listening. And before we go, Peter Mm -hmm. is going to read the newest review, the Dopey Review of the Week.
1: Okay. Here. Which is this. Okay, what what microphone should I
0: use? Either one. I don't care.
1: Here. The entire one? Wait, okay Title is So relatable So funny So worth it My sponsor introduced me to this podcast Right when I got sober And my wife and I are hooked I feel like so many Come on What what was that? Oh yeah, that was my mistake What the fuck are you doing, Dave? My bad
0: Dave. Oops, that's not right either. Here we go.
1: Dave just just clicked off what I
0: was reading. I was worried about the level. Okay, back. You're not a professional. I was worried about the level. You
1: think you're a professional. You're not. Come on. Okay. Uh, I feel like so many meetings are so sad, and sometimes they need to be to get through to us But but this As perfectly described By my sponsor Is all of the stuff You want to say In meetings That you can't say All the funny stories That you wish you could tell Without glorifying Your drug of choice With so much honesty And humor I seriously can't get enough And I want a dopey t-shirt Sell dopey tees Wow Congratulations Dave I used to get comments Like that Not, not quite that
0: good though Well I mean You're not as good as me though. Well no That's not <laughs> it It's because I can't. No I did get com- I got comments all Better right, than that just calm down all Jesus right. Christ Sell some t-shirts <laughs> Get a podcast together. Yeah, what will, are you I doing? Will. Okay. Should this inspire you? This inspires you to Maybe. self-actualize. Yeah. No, congratulations,
1: Dave. I absolutely uh I'm blown away by uh, by the change you've made in your life since I since I knew you.
0: You know what I mean? You disgust me. <laughs> Just so we're clear, this you this think is, I'm You kidding. think I'm kidding? I'm not I'm kidding. kidding. I'm not kidding. Um anyway, thank you Peter for coming on. I hope you had a good time. I hope this snapped you out of your depression and your doldrums. You feel you feel all right. You're a real piece of shit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if you guys want to let me know what you thought about the Peter episode, and uh, if you want to like Peter, can they? You want you want to have them follow you anywhere or no? No. Yeah, fuck them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dopeypodcast at gmail.com We're up to over a thousand reviews Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that's awesome So fucking write a review at iTunes Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Reddit Things Good things are happening in Reddit Thanks to our friend Cormac who set that up All the Facebook people, all the Twitter people Stay strong, Dopey Nation And there's my fucking dad's phone And fucking toodles for Chris I wanna take a walk around
4: do me any good until I get some money in my pocket then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood but I want to be good so bad want to be so good so bad so bad I want to be good so bad bad desires, all I ever had I want to take a ride up in the sky Watch this airplane just pass me by And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive But I want to be good so bad Want to be so good, so bad, so bad I want to be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had, and my shadow's getting smaller and smaller, and it's time to where I stand. Shadows getting smaller and smaller, and it's time to where I stand. And I wonder would they pay it any mind when I leave this busted city far behind? I'll take the high road, however far it winds, because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find, and I want to be good, so bad, want to be good, so bad, so bad, I want to be good, so bad, bad desire's all I ever had, damn it, all these suckers make me mad, and it's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had. And these suckers make me mad. And I want to call my dad. And it's all I ever had. 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 And these suckers make me mad. And it's all I ever had. And I want to call my dad. And it's all I ever had. and It's all I ever had. And it's all I ever had.